Spotify listeners, thanks for being here. I was going to say watchers because I'm looking at a camera right now. Uh, we're streaming the show right now on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Periscope. Thanks for watching along. Please jump in the chat. I'll try to be in there too. We can all uh, listen to the mess that's about to be spread into our call queue right now. We're taking your calls hey, all, all night long. Listen, it's been a while since we've done it. We did our holiday episode last week. And next week, we're going to be on the West Coast. So you're not going to get a call-in show for two more weeks. Uh, we are going to return on whatever Sunday is after the 14th of January. My birthday weekend. The 20th. The 20th of January is when we will return with the call-in show. Uh, the number might be changing as well, so stay tuned for that information. I'll, of course, send updates to email and Patreon subscribers. Uh, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. He's under the desk right now. Uh, we are Street Fighter Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show in any station across the nation. We've been doing it for eight years now out of Columbus, Ohio, the 614 area code. We're coming to you out of the Free Press Studios here in Columbus, Ohio, uh, 92.7 or 98.3 on WCRS-FM, part of the Pacifica Radio Network. That number to dial is 614-412-5252. The call queue looks full already. What? People got some stuff to say about their bosses. We also have, if you're watching, you notice there's somebody else in the room, a special guest tonight, a frequent caller, one of our favorite callers, and most interesting job havers of Street <laughs> Fighters. Uh, Caleb the Raptor guy is here. Howdy, y'all. How are the birds doing? The birds? They had a, the Raptors definitely had a good migration because you, you're trying to pay attention to the numbers every single year. You're trying to keep some sort of empiric gauge on what literally they're doing. And so, you you know, the numbers were up last fall. Good. Numbers are up when it comes to birds. That's yeah. good news. Yeah, it is. How has uh, your week been, Brian? Pretty good. Uh, slow. I've kind of been vacationing this week. As Staycationing? The, yeah. I mean, not really vacationing. I'm, I did the show, you know, on Wednesday. It's, it just feels like... I got ground to a piece of dust. I was sick as hell yesterday. Started Friday. I just collapsed. Um, and was freezing, shaking, and was sick all day yesterday. Just watched bad TV and played <laughs> video games. I did get the patented "I'm I'm dying" text from you a few times yesterday when you when I first talked to you. You were like, "I'm sick and I'm dying." And then two days before that, you were like, "I'm fucking. I've been going for eight days and I'm exhausted." And I'm like, "Man, that's the problem with having friends. That yeah. is the issue with." Mm. Well, in the holidays, people are in town that I don't ever see, and they mm. want to do something every night, and it's just wore the shit out of me. I had like a Britney Spears moment. It was a diva moment. I was just like <laughs> exhausted. I can't handle it. God damn. Yes, that was my moment. I was exhausted. I uh, yeah, I mostly sat I around. I couldn't keep it up. I couldn't keep all that energy up. I couldn't give all the holiday cheer. It just zapped me. <laughs> My wife was sort of like, I just want to hang out with you before you leave for 10 days. So I just basically was got to do whatever I wanted to for the whole, for this whole weekend since I'm gone for two of them in a row there. My wife doesn't say that. She just guilts me with a fat lip into watching more TV episodes with her. Yeah. She's going to get mad at you. She's going to be like mad at herself next week because me and you are out on the West Coast not having a ton of fun. <laughs> no, I'm right. kidding. We're going to have so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. If, uh, it's so beautiful. I heard I heard tale that I might get my hands on some Percocets in California. So, Is that legal out there? 
No, but maybe somebody might be working on that for me. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, we will indeed be there. We are doing a show in Los Angeles. I'm getting the final ticket link together. It's definitely happening on the original date. January 12th, Los Angeles, California, at the Virgil. Tickets will be here hopefully tomorrow. I have to finish up this shit, but hopefully tomorrow, Monday, um, we'll blast it out to any, any way we can. We're going to be in Seattle, Washington. That show is very close to selling out, so you need to get tickets for that now on January 5th. Uh, that's just, that's this Saturday, dude. Damn. Yeah, I was thinking that yesterday. I was like, we're going to be in fucking Seattle next week. I'm going to be too stoned having a panic attack at this time. <laughs> I, uh, somebody in one of those chats were like, guys, we got to all pitch in and get him a whole pound. <laughs> and I'm really fucking stoked at that idea. I'm going to bring my blunt roller with me just in case. Oh my God. Yeah. So I've had a Some lot of people get all fruit wraps. I've had a lot of people get a hold of me and be like, what, what's your favorite kind of weed strain? And I'm like, I tell them. Oh yeah, because obviously I'm crazy. No, I, like I don't. Don't I'm, ever second guess charity. Yeah, I say, uh, <laughs> uh, listen, if you're listening and you're trying to find it out, I like one to one. I like high CBD strains. Still want THC in there. I still need the head brain, the brain melting stuff. Right, but yeah. I, I like high CBD strains. I like sativas. So, indicas. I got an indica right now that I've I've burned through in like four days that like really it makes me feel good but sometimes I'll get a little wild on those things in my brain like oh really yeah I just can't chill out I get a little nervous everything goes numb for a few minutes and I'm like yeah I gotta be <laughs> in bed to do those these wow. days my okay. brain is fucked up now man I yeah. think you know the thing is I should have probably switched my SSRI like five years or three years ago or so i've been on the same one since like 2006 mm -hmm. and it's just probably not working anymore but you know i don't yeah. feel like you doing any changes in. i do check in every six months and they're always like do you want to switch and i'm like ah now's not the best time so i just kind of just every time i'm like just now's not the best i don't want to i didn't want to do it this time because the tour was coming up but are you mm. feeling like it's time I mean, I'm anxious a lot more than I had been in a few years, but I'm I'm gonna be all right. I'm, You're too successful, man. I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, you start coming up with shit to be afraid of once it's you're not afraid of like lot. bills and shit. You know? Yeah, it, it just the anxiety pops back in when. I mean, like I'm not like doing great with money right now, but better than I ever have in my life, which isn't saying a lot because right, you know, know. it's a very low bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the lowest bar anybody's ever had to jump, but like. I just, like, I, I am doing a little better, and, like, my job is relatively easy, but I do. I find things that freak me out, and then I just sit around and be freaked out about them. roll them around in my brain. <laughs> Let's yeah, think about Yeah, you swim up in the deep end. You swim in the deep end too much up there. Yep. Yeah. I'm good now, though. Okay. I'm good right at this second. I had a good week. I played a game with my wife that she beat me at twice, and now I destroy her every time because I figured it out. You got to hold back. You can't destroy. I can't help it. I can only do one thing. I only come at well, I only go one speed when I play a game, and you know what that speed is? Win. Destroy. It's not even like, for me, it's like, it's not even like destroy. It's just like, I think I'm the shittiest player in the game. So, okay. like, I could never, like, lean back and like slow down does that make sense like i would never slow down because i think i'm gonna you already lose. think you're gonna lose yeah i think mm. i'm gonna lose the whole time so then at the end of the round when i've scored like 400 more points than my wife and i'm like oh i didn't i wasn't like trying to do that and her yeah. <laughs> i just thought you were winning <laughs>
Because I always... The, the new Super Smash Brothers game... God, I want to play it so bad because I haven't played it yet. I, di I haven't even played on the Wii U or anything. The last one I played was Brawl. And I think there's one between that one... I can't, I, that's how long I've been out of the game in video games. Uh -huh. the, the Wii was my last system. And my when I was in high school, <laughs> I used to play Brawl competitively at tournaments because we just played it so much. Yeah. And my main was DDD. And that DDD is a sit back and just like, all right, we're just going to torment this motherfucker with like these four moves. Yeah. <laughs> so it's still pretty much the same game. I picked it up pretty good. I get some <laughs> online wins in there and I'm like super surprised. It's like the only time, like, uh, there was a moment where I was up screaming because we were like head to head, like sudden death, and I'm like standing on the bed screaming. <laughs> yeah, and like I won, and it was like the best feeling. And I was like, "This is why I do these things. Yeah. They aren't a waste of time." There was there was nothing like what I just did. Tons know? of joy. This yeah, is the joy of yeah. Super Smash Brothers. Oh, you yeah. such a good my game. fucking bullshit. You know what my wife did too? Is I was sick all day, and I was just like frigid, laying in the bed. Like for the whole afternoon, just sitting there shaking, and I like was like, "All right, just get up and take ibuprofen because it's been working." So I went and did that, and I was feeling better. And I went and turned the, the switch on to play Smash Brothers, and my wa wife walks right in the room. She goes, "Oh, you're like a teenager playing hooky in here." <laughs> it was like I was just shivering in flop sweat for like two hours. In <laughs> the minute that I stepped in, she said that. Pulled that shit on me. You got caught, man. I know. <laughs> Playing around. I'm not sick. I just want to play Ultimate now. Yeah, um, I was trying to. I was trying to get into the. I was trying to get some gaming done uh, today. But every time I try to do it now, I try to find five things to do before I do it because I'm. I'm trying not to turn into like a sits at home playing video games all the time person because I just got over an addiction a heavy addiction to wrestling right mm. and now I'm trying to like not roll that into a heavy addiction to video games you know mm -hmm. like I have a healthy relationship with wrestling now okay a very healthy relationship with it thank you thank wow. you I'm not watching six hours six to eight hours of it a week anymore okay and, but I still watch it I still love the the graphs don't don't think that I've turned my back on it. I'm staying up all night this uh, this uh Thursday for Wrestle Kingdom so I'll be up all night but I just You're I got a healthy relationship yeah. there and I got a healthy and, and so I'm like if I play this game all the time because I do I'll sneak away to play the damn thing you know yeah. I will sneak I will I'll be like oh what's everybody doing and I'm, like my wife will be like I'm watching the Mindy Project and I'll be like oh I don't watch that show I'm gonna right. run upstairs real quick and play Hitman too right <laughs> we get some kills in yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's been my my like thing but yeah it's I don't know I was having uh, so earlier today on Twitter. Uh, Stefan Heck posted a picture of a, of a pizza book, a book with a, uh, different kinds of pizza that you can make, right? Okay. Like a, a cookbook with different kinds of pizza you can make. And in that book, there was a, he showed one of the, me, one of the, um, one of the recipes. And that recipe was two, pizza with tuna and peas on it. Wow. And look, I'm not, I am not one of these guys that tells you what you can put on pizza. You know what I mean? I don't Dude. care what you put on pizza. I'll make a buffalo chicken pizza. I don't care. I'll put pineapple on it. I don't care. But what it reminded me of was when I was a kid, 
<laughs> One of my favorite foods in the whole wide world was Kraft macaroni and cheese because I'm American and that's what our parents fed us. Right. And it was delicious. They still do. I, yep. Yeah. Well, I did. My daughter loved it. <laughs> right. And my parents, when they would make that a lot of times, they'd be like, hey, throw some tuna and some peas in there. It's like a whole meal. And it used to in fucking furiate me that these people, that, that they would adulterate my macaroni and cheese with tuna and peas and ruin it. So I got to thinking today about like a few different, a few different dishes that my parents would make when I was a kid that look, I probably poor, right? Like there's no, I, they didn't say it, but like when they were making hooch, we were probably broke when they were macaroni and cheese and you pour a tomato soup in it and you put some ground beef in it. That's like a poor people food. I think it's like Mm. when you're broke, there are five kids in the house and like tuna helper and stuff like that. And I, I, uh, I posted this earlier in the group. I would love to hear some people's like poor, gross, lazy dinners because hmm. I don't do lazy dinners anymore. No, I don't do lazy dinners. You don't either, but there was a time in your life. Yeah. What about even just the hamburger meat with the uh, taco packet on it? <laughs> That's like unacceptable. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. You can buy sausage, same damn price. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, tuna noodle surprise is what they used to call that at a couple places that I knew. It was like a casserole thing. That's what it sounds like that pizza is. Yeah. And uh, that's one of those dinners I would find out what people were eating. They're like, you want to stay for dinner? I'm like, no. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> no. <laughs> my, you know, my, my parents' lazy dinner was actually um, shish kebabs. Well, I would, mm-hmm. Like they would, just, they would just cut it up, skewer it, and then my dad would put it on the grill and that was like, that's was dinner. Yeah. Just a bunch of like blackened fucking food. Uh, blackened yeah. steak and, he, he and peppers and onions. And those tomatoes that have just been exploded. Uh, people <laughs> that'll do like people that'll do like breakfast for dinner, that's for broke people, but it's not lazy. That is not a lazy dinner. Well, you There's always gotta a, make a, a full spread to make it not feel like broke dinner. A quadrillion Ooh, dishes. Pancakes that, are so cheap to make. But it, there's like a million dishes. Yeah, it yeah. has to also be like a meat on the side and an egg yeah. and a juice. Get, and try like, to get a vegetable in there somehow. Like it doesn't match, but you try. Yeah. You know? Well, I've got good at making omelets. If I eat eggs, yeah. If I eat eggs, I'd eat an omelet and put some vegetables. I don't eat eggs though. That Damn. becomes a problem for me. That's a so, big staple to that breakfast food. So if you're calling in tonight and you have. Something like that in mind. You have something on that your parents used to make that you hated. Uh, maybe something that you make now. I know Dan, a faithful listener to this show, read right now on Twitter. When I mention how much I hate tuna casserole, that tuna mac and peas thing, he said, how dare you talk about the dinner I'm having tonight? And he actually made that, but he dumped a can of cream of mushroom sh- soup in it Ugh. and it DM'd me a picture of it. What is disgusting. <laughs> that is bad food, buddy. It was well, macaroni and cheese? It was Kraft, Kraft macaroni and cheese. Well, I mean, I, I can't say it was the Kraft brand. It could sure. have been the Aldi brand of mac and cheese. They're all the same. Right. But like, yeah, I just was like, that is unacceptable. I understand wanting to do a lazy dinner. And not being able to afford to go out to eat. I do. I have that. I have that all the time now. Sure. Where it's just it's like, I wish easier. I didn't have to fucking cook, man. What? And yeah, a lot of fresh ingredients go bad. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, 
you know, let us know your broke people dishes. This this goes with something that somebody asked us in the thread the other day, too, uh, that we didn't get to do on the show. But cheap meals is uh, that's a good thing to talk about because a lot of people are broke in this audience and they want to know they want to know what they can cook that tastes good or that's slow. And like, you know, if you're a dude and you were raised in in, in like a house that. You know, re- like a patriarchal house. Yeah, I guess it average, would be the point. American like the household. average, and you probably don't know how to cook. Yeah, they, I, I mean, I had yeah. to learn a lot. It was a lot of I got uh, to school of college. You went to school for it? Well, no, no, no. College is when I learned. Oh, oh, yeah. I uh, had no fucking idea, and it took a lot of effort to make it make sense. But once you understand spices and how to do some shit, you can take make. Pretty much anything tastes pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I just got to go with stuff with other dishes that you like and just ask people what it is. And you'll find out that people pair certain things together a lot, you mm-hmm. know? Right. And they work well. You know? Right. I, I, I didn't learn until, like, I was with my wife for, like, 10 years before I started to learn how to cook. But at least I learned it at some point. And yeah, so I know there are a lot of people that, like, because I know when we first started dating, I... I wouldn't even like cook meat because I was afraid. Like I don't want to kill you, ma'am. Okay? Right, right. I have no idea what I'm doing here. Yeah, we're definitely going to get some sort of diarrhea from this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some collars on the line, man. All right. Uh, uh, thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? <laughs> Triumph and return, buddy. It's Mississippi Willie. What's going on? Mississippi Willie's back. I miss y'all so much, buddy. That was, I mean, last oh, week you, you came in like a bat out of hell and then your phone turned off. What are you up to tonight, <laughs> Mississippi Willie? You left us with some real good advice. People are already cashing in on the Burger King re- uh, receipt code scam. Oh, really? Yes. I don't know about this. Oh, I love this. <laughs> yeah. We got confirmation. That makes me happy. That makes me real happy. And, uh, and you are verified, my friend, because we had a Burger King employee also say that nobody cares about the fucking code that's written on there. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to put, like, it's different every month, uh, but it's the same, like, every year. So they got, like, one for each month. Uh, I do it, like, once a week. Okay. One free Whopper a week is not a joke, man. That is, that's that's good eating. I mean, even though Whoppers (laughs) are a mess these days, really. I mean, are you, were you mad at me? Now, somebody somebody messaged me on Twitter. Somebody mentioned to me. That I was a little hard on Burger King on the show at some point because I said it sucks. Sure. <laughs> Were you the one that was not it happy sucks with it me? All day. Yeah. It all sucks, but like I, I'm a quality, I'm a quantity over quality person. I mean, I drink Keystone Light. It's like six bucks for a twelve bag. I drink hams, buddy. I'm very, yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> what about Genesee? You like Genesee cream ale? I don't know if they get that down there. Oh, that's like a buck. Yeah, I've never heard of that. You can get a big can of that for a buck. Northeast. Yeah. Hmm. Keystone Light. For those poor people meals, though, like beanie weenies and some Keystone Light, and that's that's a good night. Beanie weenies was one of my favorites. I still make it for myself. My wife thinks it's disgusting. She's like, I don't want my daughter to eat that, and I will just make up a whole big batch for myself. I love it. It's got good macros, too. (laughs) Like baked beans? Yeah, baked beans with fake fucking hot dogs. Haven't eaten a baked bean. <laughs> I probably haven't eaten a baked bean since oh, yeah. I graduated high and school. And I put tons of onions and mustard all over okay. it, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be- yep, beans are, <laughs> beans are clutch. 
That's all I'll say about them. Yeah, beans are one of the best. <clears throat> Was not Can't a baked beans. beans guy. I like beans. I don't like baked beans. So what's going on, Willie? What what are you uh what are you doing tonight? Uh, same thing. Uh, just watch Tennessee get the dog shit beat out of them because they're not worth anything. Who'd they, uh, who'd they play? Sorry. I put, down a, I, put, I put down my down payment for a room that I'm going to be renting today, so that felt good because I'm taking a break from school, so I got to move out. Of the dorms? Bit. You got to move out of the dorms? I, I live in a fraternity house right now, but yeah, I got to get out nice. for a while, so... So you're yeah. like, I'm just going to rent a, are you renting a room or a house or an apartment? What are you doing there? I'm just renting a room and a house. It's, uh, you know. Is that tough? Not bad. Oh, really? You kind of already, you kind of already are doing that now if you're in a fraternity house, I guess, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, it'll cost a little bit more, but I'm going to be able to work full time. So, you know, it'll be good. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I I uh, I took a month off. I took a semester off when I was in school and went back. So don't let all those people tell you you're not going to go back. You will go back, Mississippi oh Willie. Do you like? I've got to build up my credit. Can I ask you about? <laughs> can I ask you a question about uh, Keystone? I just I I just want to ask you this. Do they still claim that the inside of the can is made out of glass? Oh, I've never heard of that. Holy shit. Ryan's not a drinker. Really? Ryan's yeah. not a drinker. No, you talk for a minute. I'm going to give you that info. What was the one that it's you... It's always fun when you put it on your forehead, you just crush that something. Yeah, because like the cans are taller and the base is smaller. It's easier to squish. I drank that when I was in high school. Like, I don't, Which one of those one? Which one had the little area oh, yeah. on it that you could puncture with a key so that you could shotgun it? That or they don't do that. Oh, they they don't do. do. I love doing that. Shotgunning beer is amazing. Like if you want to get a beer in you in like a second. (laughs) Like I said, we I I live in a fraternity house, so we do that. That that's like a ritual. We'll also do like Edward Forty Hands, which is always fun. Oh man, that's a classic. Oh god. (laughs) Oh here it is. Here it is. Here's what it was. I'm sorry. I fell for advertising. Bottled beer taste in a can. Was their uh, thing? That's why. It's the same thing. And I thought they were saying like, oh, because it's basically like <laughs> the inside of that can's a bottle. We you line know? it with glass, not glass. Like I thought it was a special scientific Silica. glass, right? But silicate. But the statement that it achieves the same thing. Bottled beer. I mean, is bottled beer known to be that much better than can beer? People love. For cans. me, I I think bottled is definitely better. But <laughs> I'm just you know trying to save some money right now. You like that tor- tornado bottle that lets it go down faster? <laughs> you know that yeah, one? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's nice. That's the good stuff vortex. right there. The Vortex bottle. Yeah. Vortex bottle. <laughs> I, I feel for you leaving but, uh, school. What what kind of stuff are you doing in school, if you don't mind me asking? I'm a political science major. <laughs> nice. I love it. I, I was choice. that for the easiest fucking degree. It is probably not the mm. hardest degree. But it's do you do you run it I had a lot of uh I tried to major in political science for a period of time and I had a, like a really hard time 
like kind of conforming to like how you do it. I think if I went back now, I would be able to handle it a little more. But at the time I was more about thinking big picture. That's why I went to sociology and like, it can get frustrating when you're a political science major and you're like, well, I have all this ideas. And then the teacher's like, is that communism? Is that anarchism? <laughs> is, and you're like, I don't know what that is. It's just stuff that I well, think. Actually, my uh, my professor that I have the most, because there's only two in our department, he's like 90 years old. Uh, he, he's a socialist, so, you know, we, we can have some good discussions because most of our classes are just, you know, discussion classes. And I'll have – we don't have any work. We get, like, a paper or two a semester, and that's it. So Did it's real easy. Um, I can think big picture in there, and I like that. You got a lot of chuds in your class or a lot of libs? My libs. It's pretty much an even mix. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a few like leftist on campus, but you know most of most of the other people in political science are like other people from the other fraternities that are pretty pretty chud folks. Like yeah. one of the houses has like a big portrait of Robert E. Lee in their living room. Oh God! Well, That's a <laughs> the thing that people don't understand about college is that like it's more conservative than I think a lot of people think it is. Like, cause you go into the mm -hmm. classes and all these people have convinced you that they're like, that, that everybody there is like this leftist. That's like a progressive. That's mm -hmm. like about this free flow of information and ideas. And part of the reason I loved college was, was because it was, you were allowed to sit in a class and especially in sociology, you were allowed to sit in a class and say something and then, you know, people would pick over it or, or agree with you or whatever. But a lot of times, like, they'll tell you, like, mm, I don't know, that's not really realistic in the world that we live in <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, it comes off, it is more conservative than I think people think. And, well, and the people that are there, they're progressive. They're just progressive because they think that people should be able to live their lives how they want. <laughs> Yeah. Like, they're just for equal rights for people. Like, mm -hmm. that's enough for them to say that everybody's extremists in college yeah. just because they are they were before, you know, pro-gay marriage or something, you know? I mean, I keep myself in kind of a bubble around here. Like, uh, most of the people I hang out with are, I would say, a little bit further left. I mean, I, I'm on the porch right now, and I'm looking at one of the guys in my house. He's on the top – he's on the second floor, and – uh his room faces the main road, and I'm looking at the. He's got a big portrait of Mao just hanging in his window. <laughs> that slaps. Yeah, it's visible like that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's just they actually. Uh, they had a um like this big. I think it's called Big League Politics. If y'all ever heard of that, it's like this real right wing uh, website, and they like wrote an article on our school like last year because. Uh, we were demolishing one of the buildings to, like, build something else. You know, they got all that fucking money. And um, they let us go in there and just write whatever we wanted all over the walls inside because they were going to destroy it. Some people took pictures. And, like, the headline was, like, campus chaos. This is what liberalism run amok looks like. Nice. <laughs> That's, oh, my God. Don't yeah. you love making it? Don't I, I mean, I love it when they, like, I got found by some guy from Twitchy today for making fun. I saw that. Yeah, for making fun of uh, these people went to Domino's Pizza, Brett, okay? And they were like, hey, I would love to, I want to order 15 pizzas. But I can't come there and pick them up. Okay. But I want to have them delivered to the police department. Okay. But I want you to charge me the seven ninety nine a piece pizza pickup pick price. 
And the pizza place is like, no. No, that's a delivery. <laughs> You're asking us to deliver it. And <laughs> I posted like, well, I posted it and said fucking owned like that. And then like I did like a little bit of a thread where I was like, they don't like these cops are like doing their job. Like, why should they be able to have special treatment? Like and all the like I explained myself, you know, and people did make jokes and Twitchy, one of the guys like it got retweeted by somebody that Twitchy had written a thing about. And now there's a guy that's just like obsessing over how mean. I was to the police and it's like, but it's like, it's like, I wasn't even that, that is the most benign thing that you could ever say is that I don't think that the police deserve special treatment. Right. (laughs) Or free pizza. (laughs) I'm more caught up. I think, I mean, anybody can do what they want. Uh, well, but I wouldn't ex- never call up and because ex- you know in his mind he's like they'll give us the pickup fucking cheapskate like someone that wants to be generous but then's also like fucking picky about it yeah they like, want you want to buy pizzas for him you got to pay full pizza motherfucking <laughs> delivery price and let you yep. go pick them up I'm with you dude I think that guy called to do that because he thought yeah he'd get them for free he would just they'd be like we'll just make them for free right Fuck yeah it. you'll do a, you'll do some goddamn like facebook right. photo uh, facebook post photo op bullshit yeah bring a facebook live down here we're going to go take them down there and take pictures of all their smiling faces God right damn. and that that's what the guy thought yeah. and when it didn't happen it made him mad and he did a big facebook post <laughs> and then he ended up going to pizza Whoa. hut and they did give him the cut but it like it was just like dude that $7.99, I'm just gonna say this. Seven, I'm not a businessman, but I do run a business. And $7.99 for a pizza, right? Well, Brett runs the business, but I'm part of running a business. Sure. $7.99 for a pizza probably isn't doable if you have to put it in a car and drive it somewhere. No, no. <laughs> Yeah, because no, gas still not. costs $3 a gallon, regardless of, like, yeah. You have to pay for somebody. I mean, they don't pay much, but they do pay something. Like, there's an extra cost <laughs> yeah. to delivering something. I mean, you might as well try to get that discount, though. I mean, I love doing the, the military discount thing. I'm, I've never uh, been involved with them at all. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've done it, Mississippi Willie? Uh, they don't ask for like an ID or anything. You just go in there, you're like, hey, do y'all do a military discount? And they <laughs> say yes, and they don't even ask, not even ask for ID. They don't even ask like, yeah, we do. Are you in the military? They're just like, yeah, sure. And they'll take like 15% off. The dude yep, that 15. got, the dude actually really got mad at me because I said I was going to order 15 pizzas and say I was giving it to the cops and use it to cater a street fight. <laughs> Radio live uh, show. Try to get him for free. I got pulled over by the cops this past week. It was like the night after I called in, and uh, I got pulled over for like those little lights that light up your uh, your license plate. I got pulled over for that. Rear illumination, baby. So I can't even like the wiring went out, so I can't even replace the lights. But, like. You've got fucking headlights on your car. Like, you got that little spotlight in your goddamn, like, mirror. You can see plain as day. It says Shelby County, Tennessee, some bitch. Like, you can see my shit. Yeah. And he pulled me over, and he was like, yeah, okay, I'm a nice guy. Like, I'm going to give you a warning. <laughs> I pulled it's you over, right. but I'm nice. I was like, cool. He was like, all right, so do you have anything illegal in the car? I was like, no. Oh, and that's what he pulled me over for. He didn't pull me over because of that light. He wanted to try to search me. And yeah. I didn't have anything, but he spent fucking 45 minutes tearing my shit apart. 
Yeah. I just had to sit there. He wouldn't even let me text. It's a classic, dude. I mean, they always go after that little light bulb. That it's rear illuminate. That's how I know it's rear license plate illumination. Is mm-hmm. what they what they get you for because that little. It's stupid too. He Mississippi Willie is right, of course, always when he said that they have they have headlights. Yeah, they can see. Yeah, and this is another situation where those things are about forty nine cents, I think, for those bulbs, and they're pretty much universal. You could just keep a case of them in the trunk and just replace them when you find people who don't got them. Yeah, yeah. Well, his wires are fucked up. Mississippi well, Willie's like... But they pull you over because they... Well, they want to find drugs on you because right. he was like, yeah, I'll give you a warrant for that. I won't give you a ticket, but mind if I search your car? I was like, man, come on. Did you ask him for... I guess you don't want to fuck with a guy like that. I always like to hear why they want to search my car. Like, what made you? Because I remember I got pulled over with Katie once, right? She drove this 79 Nova that was just an enormous piece of shit. And we would get pulled over. That's all why the- they're going to search you. <laughs> we were getting- that car's got drugs in it. <laughs> we got pulled over all the time. And one time we got pulled over. And I was wearing a 3X army jacket that somebody gave me and like really baggy jeans. And I probably didn't look like the most upstanding member of society. They pulled me out of the car and searched me. I wasn't even driving. They were like, can your, can your the oh, fella in the front get out so I can search them? And they searched me because they thought they had something. Right. You know, they didn't end up getting yeah, me. Man, they, they got one of my, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Well, they got one of my brothers on that, like, two days before, and, like, they found, like, a gram of weed on him because he didn't signal in the lane change, and they, uh, it's decriminalized here, so you don't go to jail, you get, like, a $10 fine or some shit, but they impound your car, and he had to, he's got, like, a... That's expensive. I can't fucking remember, I think he's got, like, I can't remember what he's got, but it's a, like, old-ass, like, early 90s car. And he had to pay two thousand dollars to get it out. Whoa, and like yeah. that's more than it's worth. Yeah, yeah. That's in total, essentially. And that's also <laughs> total bullshit because that's a worker. That's such a like a workaround fine where they're like, God, yeah, marijuana's yeah. Decrim- decriminalized. It's only going to cost you ten bucks. You yeah. know, if you get caught with it, it gets you in the system too. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, and then hey, uh, two thousand. Not like it's not illegal to have the weed but if you have a grinder or a pipe you go to jail oh, like God. paraphernalia is more illegal yeah. than the weed itself yep. if you just have the plant you're not doing anything with it it's fine we're fine with that if you're just a horticulturist yeah <laughs> well Willie it's good to hear from you again I'm glad your phone's okay hell yeah man I love y'all boys uh, I'll talk to y'all in a couple weeks I guess I don't want to take up all everybody's time so hell yeah good y'all night. How going now? good night buddy yeah, that cop thing uh, is hilarious, though, right? Like, tried to get that guy tried to get free pizza from the police. Yeah, that was a, that. I, I mean, that, that seems re- like a fresh scam, though. It really seems like it seems like a really good scam. It's a kind of big dick energy, yeah, swat down vehemently. <laughs> but no, that is true. I mean, if you placed enough phone calls and instead of throwing a fucking fit about it, just kept going down the list, somebody would cave. Somebody yeah. has enough in their budget to do it. And like I said, someone's trying to get noticed mm-hmm. by management and will make a fucking Facebook post about it for their local store. Yeah, yeah. 
So there is so much potential to abuse that system. And I've heard, I don't want to, well, I, I'm not going to say who it is, but somebody we work with that does a, something similar where they do video shoots, like big time video shoots. Hey, we're doing a shoot for Chrysler right now. Uh, we Would you be interested in providing lunch for the cast? <laughs> and he said a lot of people will just do it. That's you know? the big rumor about Chipotle is that if you call them early in the day and say, I'm in a touring band. And we're, I'm in a touring band, and we're going to be in your town later. Can you set up some food for us? And they'll be like, yeah, they'll set up free food for touring bands coming okay. through town. You but can just make them do I, that every day. The guy in the band, the guy, a guy in a band told me this. Okay. I I don't have the guts to try it. I want to try to do it, and you guys then are touring. I want to hit it with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll eat the food if you want to try it, dude. Say okay. me and you were in a fucking. You have to get it delivered to the band. venue or something. No, I think we can, you can just pick it up. We could say like we're at the big theater. We could say we're playing the Crystal Ballroom. Yeah, we're just playing the side room. <laughs> <But> <laughs> we just pick it up though. We yeah, can just stop by and pick it up. We'll we'll be like we'll send our road manager, and then all one of us will go yeah. in and be like. I'll all my beard off <laughs> and go pick it up. I'm and the road then, manager for this band that's coming through. <laughs> save all the hair and glue it back on for the show. Yeah. I mean, you can really say you're a band that already exists, too. That's what do true. they know about anything? That's true. They don't know. <laughs> they don't, like, I'm but, from Imagine Dragons. Uh, we have a million listens on SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to pick up a, a barbacoa for burrito for Little Zan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see who's on the line next. Thanks for calling Street Fighter Radio. Who are we talking to? What's up, guys? It's your favorite non-binary dyke. Elizabeth. Elizabeth, what's up? You scared me there. I didn't know which non-binary... I'm not going to say it. I was going to try to be funny about it. (laughs) That's good. But then I'm like, I'm just going to not. How you doing, Elizabeth? Sorry. I'm good. Just a heads up. I'm a little zone. Like, not a lot anymore. What are you doing, Elizabeth? Making sense? Like, if I just start being incoherent, just, you can just hang up. What are you doing? What are you drinking? <laughs> uh, what are you doing drinking now? When last time we talked to you, you no, tried no, no, weed no, no, for no, the wait. first time, and now you're wait, drinking. Is, is, is Zonk? No, I, I wouldn't drink. Is Zonk drinking? What? Is Zonk drinking? I don't know who Zonk is. Uh-oh. No, no, I was just saying, I, I just smoked a little bit. Oh, I thought you said you were drunk. I'm sorry. I thought you said you were drinking. No. Nice. No, I said zonk. Zonk. Uh, Z-O-N-K. Got it. Zonk is a good word. Elizabeth gets into weed and it makes up their own slang. We say zonk for going to bed in my house. We say zonked out. It's currently labeled as mookdorp. <laughs> zonk um, uh, can I say that Zonk sounds like something bad that happens to you during a game show. Oh, you've been zonked. Sure. Yeah, it's like an automatic oh, in a sense. It's like yes. a whammy. Yeah. It's technically uh-huh. a whammy. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. So shut down. Zonked. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been going on with you, Elizabeth? How how's work going? Good. Uh yeah, I think it's been a while, so um, I got a job at my community college. Oh, that um, worked out. See, we, I remember you were saying you were going to get a job at, at, at a college, so it worked out. Yeah, I finally did. Uh, it's actually really great. Only problem is I can't work, like, this week or, like, last just because they're closed. Nothing to do, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So are you um, not but, getting paid? So you're kind of nervous. Uh, well, actually, I'm also, I'm a little nervous doing something else with it too. So it's like a student worker job. It's not just like you know a job there. Mm-hmm. It's specifically a student worker job. Um, and the thing I use to like register for classes, I'm somehow locked out of it. I guess like I reset my password, and I didn't realize that the password they sent me was like a one-time use thing. Um, you know, so, uh, and, and because there's no one there to reset it, you know, I can't, uh, in, until, you know, people are back. And so I have to be registered for classes to have that job because it's not just, you know, it's a student job. Just so, register for some, whatever they got. You know, I know, like, I know well, you're saying how there might not be courses. No, no, no. I mean, I have classes picked out. I have everything except one class picked out. The problem is just, I like, I can't get into the website thing because something yeah. until it might be too late. So hmm. hopefully, hopefully I'm keeping my job. But I um, hope you keep your job. Is it easy? Yeah, it's it's genuinely not too bad. But also, like, there's not a ton to do for the most part. Um, it, you said it was a janitorial but, thing, right? Like, are you cleaning classrooms? Yeah. You're cleaning up classrooms? Um, mostly, no, more, mostly just like the open spaces. Um, oh, that sounds like the easiest. Like, yeah, it, it, it's just kind of like as needed, pretty much. Yeah, and, and community colleges, people don't hang out in the uh, common spaces as much. At, like, uh, as, like at Columbus State, there weren't a lot of people. I, every time I went to the uh, cafeteria, there was like nobody there. Yeah, we actually have a pretty nice one. Um, and... A lot of there's a few homeless people that like come in on the weekends, you know, and just kind of set up shop. Um, that's cool though. And I mean, that's a that's something yeah. to oh, do. Oh no no oh! I hope that didn't sound like I was saying that badly. Uh, no, no, just, it didn't. You know, like there's definitely there's definitely people around. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty easy. Um, Can I ask you this question? Been, Can I ask you a question? Is it better than Little Caesars? Look, I mean the other it place. Is, Oh yeah, yeah, Snell and Yeah, um, it is a bajillion times better than that. Um, <laughs> I, like because I'm actually doing something, you know. Yeah. Like, even if the working conditions were like similar or whatever, like I would prefer this one a bajillion times over because I'm not just doing something that no one needs done. You know, yeah. like yeah. like in the in our like ideal world. No one needs a little Caesar's pizza, you know. I agree, but like, but someone's got to vacuum up, you know, your crumbs or whatever. Yeah. Um, like no matter what, and we gotta have people cleaning. Something. We gotta have people cleaning clean. all the time. Like the, the world mm-hmm. needs clean. That's I would. I clean my. I am in a constant state of cleaning my house, right? Because I feel like. We need the clean. I'm not trying to sound like Jordan Peterson here at all, but if I'm running a place, I want it to be clean. You know, public clean. We want the public to be clean. Except for our studio, we can do whatever we want down there. Yeah, we are kind of messy down in the studio. That's true. It's lawless down there. Though. It is. It's anarchy. It's like that place out in California that the people want us it, to go slab to. Slab City. Yeah, somebody's like, you guys should go to Slab City. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> oh, weird. I want to go Slab City. Take I mean, some mescaline and ride it like sandboard or something. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do some check in. 
Uh, so what's uh, so uh, what's what's been going on with with you like lately? Um, honestly, uh, just not a ton. Um, you know, I'm on winter break right now for like a, another month, even not not quite a full month, but for a while. Um, but yeah, mostly just like hanging around the apartment. Uh, I've been meaning to do a lot more reading, uh, but I haven't done as much as I wanted to. Um, but I, I've actually been meaning to call in for a while because I think a lot of times, like, like I think a lot of us just need to read more, you know. And I, I don't mean that in a more. way. Uh-huh. Like, Chill out. Um, Relax. Re- recalibrate. Well, no, I mean, no, no, like, I don't even mean that in a way um, with, like, oh, you know, this generation is, you know, just on their phone, never reading, you know, I, I just mean that in, like, oh, if we want to understand, like, how things in our world work and other people's experiences and revolutionary ideas, we need to actually, like, get it from the source, you know? Sure. Like, it's great to talk to people, it's great to think about stuff, but if you really want to actually learn something... Just sit down with a book and read it. Yeah, I agree. Actually, I've uh, added to my bed my bedtime routine when everything's going well. I do read like a half hour before bed every single night. Um, and even the bullshit I read, science fiction stuff, still you get so much empathy and like understanding from fictional characters in a book when you're that deep into it. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. I, I'm a big fan of it. Fan of it. And. Uh, it's way better. It's like it's it's also like staring. You can't settle down and go to bed if you've been staring mm-hmm. at your phone all day. Yep. And then just close your eyes you. and go to fucking bed. You can't do that. Yeah, I can't look at my phone, but I like put my phone on the floor and read. Because yeah. if, even if you're just reading comic books, right, or yeah. something like that, Anything. just read something that's more longer form than a tweet <laughs> right more than 240 characters but yeah i i agree with yeah. you i i think i yeah. I, I mean i read mostly junk like i read like crime books and and stuff like that but i do get through a lot of books just nothing to brag about like if i believe me if i read books i could brag about i'd be on the air all the time being like hmm, you hear about this book i read <laughs> 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 but then you can interview the author, and there you go. That, that's your show. Yeah. <laughs> and and before we go, I need to ask you, is uh, Milo doing okay? Yeah, they're doing good. Um, yeah, not not too much updates. They're looking to do babysitting stuff. That's um, a good job. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, sh- yeah, I could have done babysitting if I wouldn't have been a creep, you know? Like, if I didn't look like a total creep, right? I would have been a great babysitter. I, think. I don't think you would have. I think I would have. I am good with kids. Right, you're talking about babysitting when? How old? Uh, well, I'm talking about when I was younger, but As I would have... As a kid? You yeah. should have been around kids? Maybe not. Maybe not. I'm, I'll, I'll agree with that. Never mind. I shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elizabeth, it was great to hear from you. Uh, watch something on. Sorry, uh, Go ahead. If you have just like a another quick quick second about the reading thing, uh, it's fine. It's not. I can go. No, go um, for it. Go for it. But uh, so, so I was thinking about this because um, uh, I took a Black History course uh, this last semester. Fantastic. Um, and the the professor is actually a communist himself, which is nice. Um, and. Uh, like all, like all the course material was just reading. Like, 
we just read like books and watched a few movies and you know like I learned so much more from that than you know if it was just his presentations and whatever um, and so I have a recommendation from that uh, catalog uh, which is a book called okay I feel weird saying it because it's not like it's like not a word I should say but like it's also not... Be careful. But it's yeah. the word of the time. Uh, it, it's a book called Negroes with Guns. Um, ah, okay. Which was written by uh, this guy named Robert Williams, um, who eventually was forced to flee to Cuba and did a bunch of badass stuff. Um, you know, but, but just like, I'm actually gaining knowledge and I'm actually gaining understanding of like, you know, re- like revolutionary ideas and principles, right? Um, that's great yeah, yeah. If, if anyone needs anything it's a short read uh, very compelling yeah I had uh, I read a book this book came out of nowhere I was just on the library app and I saw it and I've never read books like this so I was like I'll just get it it's called Couldn't Keep It to Myself Wally Lamb and the Women of York Correctional Institution so it's just a bu- it's a creative writing class that this guy ran at this correctional facility for women and he just had them write like whatever they want and some of it is like pretty detailed like diaries of what landed them in jail hmm. some of it's just like fantasy stuff like it was really creative writing but it put it gave me so much perspective on you know what led those people to where they're at you know and like opened up so much more understanding about the world, you know. I mean, I already have the cam- compassion and care and all that stuff, but um, it's important to actually understand what other people's lived experience is like, you know. Yep, to be able to For empathize. Sure. For yeah. Sure. Um, and then all the right, other... well, let's you guys get going. Have a good one. Have a great night. You too. All right, let's get this next call on the line. Brian went to use the restroom, I think. <clears throat> um. I was going to tell a story, but I think it's too much to do on this show, so we will get the next one. Uh, thank you for calling Street Fighter Radio. Who are we talking to? Uh-oh. Yo, hey, hey, how's it going? Can Hello? you can you hear us? Yes. You're on the air. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, it's Eugene Debs. How you guys doing? Good. How about yourself? Oh, I'm not too bad. Hey, man, I'm super glad to hear from Elizabeth, man. They are one of my favorite callers. Oh, good, uh, good. Yeah, it's been a it's while. It's been a couple of shows. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, I've heard feedback done here, and it's fucking with me. I'm sorry. You did what? Oh, you got feedback? Yeah, it sounded yeah, a bit yeah, echoey. It's, it's, but no, you're, you, yeah, if you just did something, you're better now. Okay, cool. Yeah, it, it does sound a lot better now. Hey. Howdy. So I got a uh, actually kind of the kind of uh heck you know what crop guy I got a question for you yeah what's up what's what up? is the coolest bird I should be looking for in Ohio looking for a hawk in Ohio okay good question um so when I was driving along the interstate they had some infographics that made some claims that definitely caught my attention and that would be if you go to like southern Ohio towards like Cincinnati look for a white-tailed kite and these little guys, fuck. A white-tailed kite is like, it's roughly the size of one of these, maybe like a third larger than like a, um, have you ever driven, have you ever drank a Coors Light before? 
It's, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I realized it was a dumb question. But it, they're, like a, they're roughly like a third larger than like a Coors Light can. And they're just tiny, white, and they're really conspicuous because they're white. And they like to perch in trees and just hang out. They look cool. I'm looking at a picture of one right now. Yeah, they got like those red eyes. Like they, they I saw one in California on the coast where Ooh, you guys red were going. Eyes? What was that? Yeah, they have red eyes. Oh yeah, see that's they one of the. All right, red eyes. So the eyes is definitely one of the coolest parts about holding all these different birds in the hand, because the, the colors and shit are different. It's like you catch, you catch a, a bird. So when you catch them on migration, you're catching them in, like, September through November, and that's when they're migrating. The birds were born yeah. usually, like, in February to March. And so your cat, you can usually tell because it's just like, oh, they have different plumage in the adult. So it's like, ah, you were born five months ago. Right. And so all those birds will have, like, a certain color of eye. And then when you catch the adults a little later... It's like, oh, now we got – so instead of having just yellow eyes, we got orange eye. We got, like, hazel eye. We've got just, like, in, infinite amount – infinite combination of colors going on. That's all – yeah. Raptor eye color is one of my favorite. Cool. That's, yeah. Yeah, that sounds neat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I got a um, dumb drunk guy rant that I've kind of been uh, thinking about for a while. Maybe you guys could uh, help me help me work through here, okay? Sure. Um, so, um, none of this is like, you know, new or anything like that, but I think some of it bears repeating. Um, and uh, I'm probably going to use some terminology wrong, so just feel free to correct me. But like, so you hear all this fucking shit, like from the Jordan Peterson crowd and these Ben Shapiro people just ranting about cultural Marxism, right? Uh-huh. And yeah. people, and, and then like, then like the online left likes to dunk on people, uh, on the right-wingers for like, oh, cultural Marxism is a made-up thing, blah, 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 blah. But like, to me, cultural Marxism, at least from the way what it sounds like to me, you know, is good and we should be like embracing it, you know. Just from like my last minute research when I was like waiting on hold, like it's supposed to be like this slur that pretends like that liberals are communists. That's yeah. only bad if we assume collectivism is bad in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Like and and, and 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 like I don't know about you guys, but like you know. I don't really see any other way out of our current fucking situation than changing the fucking culture, right? And honestly, it's what makes this show so great. I'm sure you aren't going to want to hear this, but that's kind of what makes a show like this important because it's building a, co- a community of people, of like-minded people who, like, embrace collectivism and, 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 and want to see it spread because we're not going to fucking, like, win, like, through electoralism. And we're not going to win through, like, violent overthrow either. Like, Yeah, because they, the they're Congress, more armed than yeah. we are. By, like, well, an arm and, and leg. The, yeah, and, and by the way, if even if we, like, convince, like, the army to lay down their guns, they have fucking drones. They have, they have, they have fleets of fucking machines now they can gun us down with. The only way, and like, I'm not an accelerationist either, man. I have Three kids and a wife. Like I'm mm-hmm. not. Like I'm not. I'm not rooting for a fucking survival. 
societal collapse. You know what I mean? But like, it, I could see it happening. We're 20, 30 years away from ecological disaster, right? So if society is going to collapse, we need to be building a culture of collectivism. Because right now our culture is horrifying. We don't have cultural Marxism <laughs> it is right very now. We have cultural it's cultural Calvinism right now, where it's like every fucking man for itself, and it, 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 I mean, it, I mean, you guys all know it's fucking scary out there. So I think what the left is doing is embracing cultural Marxism, and that's uh, that's, that's why I have to say. I think a lot of people are working. I mean, I I do think more people are working together now than ever, and there is like kind of I can see a community building that has affection for each other that. That seem I, I don't know like we do we're trying to tear people down as like a a trait you know what I mean and getting the worst of us out you know somebody who yeah. somebody who is like a, a a fucking sex creep like of course we got to get rid of them but usually we're pretty oh, forgiving oh, yeah. we're pretty pretty forgiving for transgressions and like I think things are things are getting to a point where. People are embrace like I don't have some big fear that if society collapse, if I don't have a big fear that because uh, I think about this a lot. If the government just stopped tomorrow and was gone, and <laughs> they they just turn they turn the lights out. If they turn lights out at the White House and the Senate and all that, and it's it. That's done. They're not in charge anymore. I really don't think things would go that crazy. I would, I, I think that even we would have like this, and it's not a long amount of time. I think it's a short amount of time, but we would have a short amount of time to figure out how to get this thing running in the new way. And like, it's that it would be like a competition competing ideologies. But I do think that like, People would be so shocked. Like, I think, do you ever think about, like, that when the uh, Soviet Union collapsed, Brett? Like, do you ever just sit around and think, like, one day these people woke up and it's like, yeah, this isn't the government anymore. Right. <laughs> and now, like, you, and that was a huge, like, thing. You know what I mean? It was a huge, it was the second superpower. It was the second largest, or, you know, one on one with us. And it just, to me, it was like, they didn't go crazy and start killing each other. Maybe the best people didn't get power afterwards. And, and like, that's just, I mean, that's something we're going to have to fight. But I, I don't think we're at each other's throats as bad as people think. I think that we have, we love each other. And I think there's solidarity in the working class. And I think there's solidarity in, like, the middle class. And I, I think that, like, we do genuinely care for each other. But, like, we also have created a culture where it's, like, caring about other people is a, considered a weakness. Yes, that's mm. perfect. Yes. Yes. Um, I would say hey, hey, you, there's a really good part. Um, there's the, the If you watch the ContraPoints video, I don't know if you watch her stuff on YouTube. I do. Um, look up the, yeah. the Jordan Peterson episode. Have you seen that one? Uh, I've seen um, clips of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. Okay, watch the whole. Well, I don't no, watch the whole thing, or I suggest the whole thing. But there is a part of it where she plays a few clips because Jordan Peterson does always say it's neoliberal Marxism. You know, he always is saying <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> and she's like, "What does this even mean?" You know, and she and like she really she she points. She makes like she writes down all the different things that he's referred to as neoliberal Marxism, mm -hmm. and it's everything That's under it. the fucking sun. 
yeah. you know, is neoliberal Marxism. Basically, yeah. anything he doesn't like, it's just a, it's just a slur to them. The, you know, the, yeah, it's a dog the, whistle. Well, we can't. That's what I'm trying to say. We can't allow them to use Marxism as a slur. I really think what I'm trying to get at. I think. Sure. I, I think that that um, like. Uh, you, you guys were talking about like uh, I think it was on a third show, um, Brian. You were talking about a um, uh, like, like a warehouse where you guys you guys want to buy space or rent space or whatever, and um, and do the shows and like have like a, almost like a community center. It sounded like like yeah. shit like that is like what I'm trying to talk about because it's not enough to just like win the war of ideas. You have to show people what you're yeah. talking about. You have to have like. You know what I mean? You, you have to like kind of like, um, you know, I guess from like like Christians would talk about like, you know, like spread the word through your actions. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I and, and I really think that that's like what we need to be doing is we need to be showing people who we are. Like you know, the um, DSA has done a lot of stuff with like the break light um, um, workshops and like. That, that's what leftist communities need to be doing. The community getting real, real involved in the community is not being preachy or anything like that, and just like just just fucking just doing mutual aid. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, I'll say this. That, I'll say this. I I just got a message from somebody today, and uh, that asked me about Columbus. Like, I want to be active in organizing in Columbus. Do you know where I should go? To uh, do that, and I, I, I would be a person to ask, I guess, that question because I live in Columbus and do what we do, you know. So I, I you don't know right. much about what's right. going on, though. But I told him who to get a hold of. Okay, and that's what I was also getting at mm-hmm. too. Was Sorry. that like being resourceful? I don't know. I didn't know where to go. I said the DSA is generally active every month, and they go to happy hours. And I said that. Uh, you know, I went to an IWW meeting. Not many people showed up. I don't know if they're still doing anything. And then I was just like, and I said, the People's Justice Project is really cool. And, and they do a lot of stuff. Food's Not Bombs is back in effect, too. Food Not Bombs is going now, too. What yeah. about even stuff like, I can't think about doing meals on wheels. Like, it's not Brent a does that. organization. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who does that? I do Brent that. does that. Right? Yeah, I do it through the DSA, and we wear, like, DSA shirts when we drop it off. And some of the oh, old people are some of the old people. They're like really ham fisted about it. They're like, uh, "Oh, uh, that shirt there. Uh, oh, uh, I like it." <laughs> you know, I, mean, I love they, that. They, they, they can't, they can't <laughs> speak the word socialist. They can't say I'm a socialist. <laughs> they just say I like what you're doing with that shirt there. Yes, I've seen. That's so cool. <laughs> But do, do you know if the Cleveland do you know if the Cleveland chapter does that too? Because I just reached out to the Mules on Wheels people because I want to get involved. But if I could do it through the DSA, that would be even better. Like, well, do, the, do you know if the Cleveland chapter? Do, go ahead. I don't. I have no idea. No, I don't. They're pretty. I, I believe they're fairly active. There's they're a big group too, though, because they tabled at our last live show in Cleveland. Right, yeah, there were a lot yeah. of them there, and they uh, they see they tabled at our first disastrous live show in Cleveland too. And uh, they seem active, but I, I love the, the. I think people always make fun of us for saying, you know, go to the DSA or whatever. But in Columbus, the DSA is pretty radical. Like they're doing all the shit that I would be doing. You know what I mean? Like they're doing. They don't do a lot of stuff that I disagree with. I, if I go to a protest, it's generally because the DSA said we're going to this thing, and I'm like, oh, I don't go to that. You know what I mean? And uh, but right, I, right. I just, I, I wonder. I wish I do 
wish it was easier for people to like get a thing in their head like I want to do activism or I want to mm-hmm. I want to organize I want to get in touch with local leftists and it was easier to find them well, you know because I it's easy are. for me but it's not easy for somebody that doesn't have a popular leftist podcast right. you know <laughs> what do you guys think about this I think that leftists in general maybe too wrapped up in protest and not wrapped like like the uh, doing the uh, Planned Parenthood thing that Brett was talking about that's just like Brett does that's really cool or the uh, or or again something like Hills on Wheels to me that's going to yeah. go a lot longer in winning hearts and minds yeah man but we also had some people that were literally getting like thrown out of wheelchairs doing a protest in the offices here for Medicare and shit, which I think was pretty fucking Mm. powerful stuff. That too. Act up actually. Well, I'll just say this, like, like, um, in order to create some sort of thing, that's like a community center with a political message, which is something that, yeah, I mean, in our dreams, one day, me and Brett will be bringing enough money in that we can open sort of a a, a, a space that people can work on their cars or or do mm. things like that sort of thing. But also, can, I have can, 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 too much insurance. I, that's what I was just about to say. <laughs> it's like I've told the people, goddamn insurance companies. If you guys, if you guys, if you guys made that like some kind of like co-op thing, like I mean, I, I would contribute to it. I mean, just something to think about. Like I mean, I would, I would. I would donate. I, I, I would help make that thing run if it was like me. Yeah, we might. No, not well, from what people. No, have, I mean, we don't want to do that. That's exactly why we don't. We're not going to raise. We're not going to do a fundraiser to do something like this. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it with our with the show money. You know, and, and like because we want to do it. We don't want to make it other people's problem. You know, this is an idea that I have. I'm talking about being like a cooperative. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, but I want people to be, like I said, I would offer, you know, we could do like a cooperative or or something like that. That's, I'm not like against that idea, but I, I would like it to like start as something that we don't have to ask for money for right away so that people can come in and see what we're doing. But the truth is, from everybody I've talked to about this idea, it has been done. In other cities, the the garage idea, it has been done, but the insurance companies just, they, you have to get insured and they charge a lot of money for you to get insured to allow other people to use tools in a place like that, which is, that is the, like the hurdles we run up to is we, I want to do the hurdles we run into is that I want to do this. I have this really good idea. We talked about this. We talked about having a storefront as our place, as our office, when we got our office, and that we would make things available like fentanyl testing kits, right? Like, they'd just, they'd Very be free, cool. and they would be Where right. They would, yeah, probably need, but they would be free, and they were would be at the place. But then, you know, the more that it started to come up, it was like, so will a landlord be cool with that? You know what I mean? Like, would our neighbors be cool with that? And then you have to start worrying about other people's biases. And like, it, it just, they make it so hard to, 
to do this kind of stuff. But but I want to do something big someday. I want to create a place that a community can come and meet and get real shit and also have access to radical politics. And I, I think we'll do it eventually. I think Street Fight's on its way to where we can start to make something like that happen. But like I I I I just worry about it because it's like they everything's geared toward not letting that happen. The whole world is kind of geared toward not letting that happen. Dude, there's been, okay, um, there's, there have been, like, um, the queer community centers that have been doing, that, that I'm sure existed for, like, people, like, um, were more rational about, like, AIDS that did, like, testing and, like, um, uh, like probably handed out condoms and that type of stuff. And, and in, in places like that, especially 20 years ago, probably would encounter the same, um, the same challenges you're talking about. So, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's probably people out there who could help with that, um, help with that problem solving who's done it before you know what i mean oh yeah yeah Uh, i've been in contact with people about the garage idea in the past uh i just did this on the third show and i think it's a show that a lot of people would enjoy i just did a third show with communal sauce Mm, and she is it's the newest one that's up well there might be a new one up after that and don't ask me i think it's the trillbillies but uh so i communal and we talked sort of about she got me in contact with some people about it and you know, I cool. still want to do it. I want to create. I do want to. I do want to make it possible for people to pe- for people to have a place to go and hang out and talk to each other and drink beer and smoke weed and talk about socialism. <laughs> hey, uh, it's not before, even like uh, a crazy idea. Want to hear a funny story about Keystone Light? Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, yeah. So, I, um, so my. My fondest memory of uh, Keystone Light is um, I met this. I, I used to go on these. Um, these there's this place in North Ohio called Nelson's Ledges, and they have all these like hippie shows. And I used to hang out there a little bit, and um, I met this girl at one of these shows, um, and um, she like all she did was drink Keystone Light, and um, I, you know we'd hang out all the time. We'd drink a bunch of Keystone Light and hang out with like her friends group and I like don't remember any of these people because all we do was get like super ripped off Keystone Light. <laughs> but uh <laughs> it was just such a great situation. It was so cool and um and it's real chill until one day we drank a bunch of Keystone Light and we went back to her um house that she lived with her mom, which uh, we always did and she busted off some duster. All right. Okay. And we started hopping. <laughs> we started hopping oh duster. <laughs> right. And I was like, so fucking. She was drove too, so I would just get fucking trashed. Right. And I was already so fucking drunk. And um, we started. She hands me this huffer uh, can, and I fucking take a huge hit out of it, and just fucking just puke all over her back. <laughs> all <laughs> fucked over her back. <laughs> never. And she never fucking returned my phone call after that. <laughs> no, that's not fair. That's you not fair. Do <laughs> not fair. I know, it's her fault. 
I suffered. It was horrible. She that's got me shitty can I, and that's a, fucking gave me dirty ass. That's a frustrating. <laughs> because, like, when you fuck around and do stuff with people, you're going to see some real pathetic situations and some real crazy <laughs> shit's going to happen. And you need to be a comrade when that happens. You'd be like, no, it's fine. I puke too. It's fine. Fight, fight, Let's take fight. a shower. Just get out of it. You know, I'll yeah. clean it up. No big deal. I'll, you don't want to, like... Yeah, you don't want to banish somebody. She, she probably still talks about well, him. Oh. You know she does, right? <laughs> you know she like caught like every year, like at a certain whenever somebody's talking about things they did when they were drinking, she's like, I had this fucking guy puke all over my bed. <laughs> Can I ask you something? Oh, and, she, and, and she and she absolutely admitted the part where she handed me the can of duster. Yeah, can I ask you, just because at the beginning you said, so she just drinks Keystone Lights. Do you mean that, like, that's the only activity she does or that the only drug or alcohol she does is Keystone Lights? And duster. It, it, it was, no, no. We, 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 we did, we, did she, I met her on a bunch of fucking mushrooms. Like, okay. we, we all, like, I mean, oh, yeah, man, no, no, no. But, you know, what, 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 what I'm trying to, like, actually, that's another funny story. I met her at the show. And we, so we, and we go back to her tent and, you know, we flew around and like my tent had like three guys and it was rainy, right? And, um, my, my tent was smelly and dirty and all this kind of shit. And she had a giant tent that was clean and dry. And after we ended up, you know, after we ended up flying around, she, she tried kicking me out of her tent. And I was like, fuck no, I'm staying right here in this goddamn tent right now. And she's like, no, no, you gotta leave. I'm like, no, I'm fucking staying right here. And it was, you know, it was already late at night. It was dry as shit. But the whole Keystone Light thing is she, um, that's like really like, like, I mean, that's a very fuzzy part of my life, right? And that's like the part, that's the thing about her that stands out the most to me. It's like all the girl ever drank was fucking Keystone Light. I never saw her drink anything else other than like, we just buy like the 30 packs of Keystone Light and oh, just like man. kill them. And like, I just yeah. thought, yeah. I thought she was a person that did two things, Keystone Light Duster. and Air Duster. <laughs> that's like a cool selection of drugs. <laughs> yeah, sorry. All right. Right, Thanks for calling. Who's next? Next call. Sure. Good call. You want some Keystone Lights? I don't have, no. have any need for Keystone Light. You ever had one? Oh, yeah. Plenty. Okay. Tons. Okay. I've it's a very lots. watery beer. It's it turning is. into the Street Fight beer, so... I mean, you have to be seen with Keystone Lights now. I'm well, with the I'm, can in the camo can. I'm just saying that, like, you so now we've can. now it's going to be a thing that comes up on the show a lot more. <laughs> like, but you don't. I mean, Brett's just not a Keystone Light guy. He can't ingest that many I can carbs. Shotgun one. <laughs> yeah, it's good for my muscles. All at once. Brett likes Brett likes, likes like strong beers, so you don't have to drink that much. Yeah, of. I like two beers now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're not going to the bathroom. Oh my god, times. the queue is real full. Not peeing in the sink all the time. Yeah, get a call. Get this bread. Oh my god, what is happening? We might not get to all these tonight. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Oh, is it me? Yeah. Hey, what's up? This is Will in Colorado. What's up, Will? How's it going tonight? Oh, it's going all right. All my roommates are out, so I'm just sitting um, on the couch drinking. Nice. Pretty nice. <laughs> I like how when people call, I'm like, yeah, I'm just mostly sitting around drinking beer. It's always Sunday, too. It's like, that Sunday scaries, I guess. Mm-hmm. So what, what what are you calling for, man? Or fella? Um, <laughs> I mean, Partner. How you doing? I have an opportunity to be on the 
like my community's housing foundation board as a student rep. And I was wondering if y'all had any uh, experience with people who were, I guess, in uh, housing advocacy or something like that. Uh, the DSA here does a lot of it. They they go and they do they talk to uh, tenants' rights. Uh, they they go to different. They basically they went out to like a few. Uh, they went out to a few apartment complexes in Whitehall, and they talked to people about their rights as tenants. And you know what they found out? I mean, the the thing that they told me when I when I had conversations with them about after canvassing is that people don't really know what their tenants' rights are, and they just feel like I can't say anything because this landlord's going to kick me out. That's right. what I know about it. That's the extent of my knowledge. Yeah, I've been talking to a um, a lawyer here in town. Um, I live in a really small town, so we don't have, like, DSA or anything to, to help out with this stuff. Um, it's mostly just, like, kind of well-meaning rich people who... Um, <laughs> don't actually understand the problem um, because they own their homes and they don't have, they don't rent homes with broken windows when it's negative 20 degrees outside, you know? Yeah. Um, They're all working so, as sovereign citizens too. Uh, that's mostly like the Texans who come up to ski, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Colorado rich people are mostly just like uh, wealthy liberals who think they know yeah. what they're doing, but actually don't. They're, they're like um, whole things, like they're the type. Yeah. They're they're like not NIMBY too, now. not in my backyard type people. Where it's like these poor oh. people need a house, and they're like, well, not by my house. They don't. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's a NIMBY crowd. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, like I live um, in a, a town. I live in a town called Gunnison, which is mm-hmm. about a half hour from Crested Butte, which is one of the big ski areas. So. All the people that work in Crested Butte at the restaurants and the ski areas and the resorts or whatever live here, but mm. they don't want to build any fucking affordable housing, and they don't want to like, you know, they don't understand that the people who work for them actually have to live somewhere, you know? Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, well, they think they should have to. Like, I feel sort of like the same way about even like in a lot of the cities now. There's not really anywhere for the people that work at Subway in downtown Columbus. There's not really in Columbus, not a ton of places where they can live that's within that is even within the area because they've they've like kind of gentrified all the, the like. And it seems like this in every city that like they gentrify the whole city. So then people have to be brought in to the, the like they I guess they feel like, well, somebody's got to work at Subway. Well, they'll commute, you know, and then come into the city and or take the bus and uh that's probably what they expect is what i would imagine you know is is that they're like well they'll they'll find somewhere to live and it's like no like why can't they just live here what are they doing to hurt you yeah because one thing i know about colorado and towns like that is there's just so much vacant space too because i spent time in Vail with my old friend and we did bird work together in Arizona, but she copped out. She got a job at Marriott in Vail, and, yeah, she's one of the people you just talked about. And, yeah, like, housing is it, it is bonkers expensive, and it, the only reason I can do what I do is because on the research crew, you, your housing is usually provided. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I work for a, an environmental nonprofit, so my housing is provided. Um, but one of the reasons why they... Uh, they, they can't build new housing is because uh, my county is 80% public land, so they have to go through all the, the federal 
processes yeah. to build anything, mm -hmm. and there's endangered species. Caleb, you might be familiar with the sage grouse. Oh, yeah. I'm um, being a bird person. So, God, God yeah, dang, endangered species. Now I can't log this town. I can't build my goddamn house that was going to be like the size of two of my houses currently. Oh my God! I my wife ain't gonna be able to open up her cupcake store. That's this <laughs> government is driving me up the fucking wall. <laughs> it's it's that plus like people who think they can uh, they should be able to ride their ATVs over whatever yeah, species right, exists. Yeah, mm, yep. Ah, that is. I, I was gonna say. Take like I thought you were up. gonna say it's people who think they should be able to ride their ATVs on the street, and I was gonna be like, buddy, I think that like. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah well, that's, that's fine. In small towns, it's all four wheeler. Yeah, hell yeah. I wish I could just get a four-wheeler as my car. That would rule you in could. Columbus. In Columbus, can you do that? Probably. Yeah, legal. yeah, you could probably get street legal. Get some tags uh, on that bad you boy. You have to have, like, lights and stuff. Uh-huh. Turn signal, headlight. That's like, how much does one of those run? Y'all um, know? Cheaper than your car. Okay, I'm getting one. Next car, four-wheeler. Go to Polaris dealership. I'd like to go trade in your key <laughs> the at fuel, a Polaris The fuel dealership. economy is pretty good, too. It's just the tank is so small. Yeah. Next car I get, four-wheeler. You have the wife jump on the back and ride on dates with me? It's going to be fucking sweet. Well, yeah, I, if anybody... Ryan, get, yeah? There's a there's a guy in my town that has a like an 87 Trans Am that has like a two foot lift kit and off road tires. That's and if I ever come into money, I will buy it for you and you can use that for, for touring. Because that would be the perfect street bike That's car. Your buggy, Brian. That is the coolest car I, I can think of. I, I, like, uh, I like it when people. You know what I'd really like? Is a Grand Dam with monster truck tires on it. Like a Grand Dam oh, lifted with monster yeah. truck tires on it. That yeah. would be the touring car for street fight. Yeah, like juice yeah, up yeah. the engine a bunch and just like it's basically just a grand damn frame because and which will fall apart anyway, you know. <laughs> well, if anybody if anybody asks if anybody comes to us that uh, is involved in like housing activism, uh, I, I will I will put them in contact with you. Just uh, DM me your name and uh, I will I will get that I will get in contact with you. Okay. I'm on the Facebook group, so I'm pretty easy to. Think. All right, I, I, I see most of the stuff. So. Cool. Just believe, let me know. I believe Carter in the Facebook group does LA Tenants Union stuff, so maybe just DM that guy too. Yeah. Uh, I know I know him. I can get in contact yep. with him. Yep. All right. Have a good night. Next call. Next, yeah, you can, next call. Next. <laughs> do you have music tonight? I do. Oh, good. Okay. Break after the next call, probably. Yeah, I need a break. What's up? It's Street Fight. Who's this? Hey, yo, it's CGB with uh, his wife, Kate. Oh. We got a couple of uh, we got a couple of topics. I, I appreciate the yo. It's Twitter's good <laughs> boy and Twitter's good girl, our friends from Indiana. That's right. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I was just talking about, you know, um, we were talking about like, all the like gross stuff we had to like to chow down on. Like when we were growing up, we were just broke. We both grew up poor as fuck. I think I grew up poorer than Kate did. Okay. To be honest. All right. Well, uh, get you a I live in Alabama. <laughs> Brett yeah, beats I'm me. In Alabama in a trailer <laughs> with a dad. He was um, he was a state employee, but he worked for the liquor board in Alabama. Um, you have like liquor board, so like uh, well, every like 
hard liquor. Anything, anything harder than beer is scarce of state. Okay. So my dad like worked for that. He was a cool teetotaler, but like he was selfish in every other way. Like um, he leased cars like every year. Um, he bought like a bunch of Nike gear for himself, and then like <laughs> he would buy like. And then, like, you would just, like, uh, just, like, like, you know those, like, white chocolate Oreos? It was, like, chocolate-covered Oreos and white yeah. chocolate. Hell like, yeah. that was the stuff, like, he would buy, he would buy them for himself because we needed, like, to eat my sister and, like, uh, my mom would need it. So he would buy <laughs> stuff for himself and then not let you guys have it? My parents did that, too. I hate no, it. Like, he, he would buy it. Away. He would, like, we could eat it if we wanted. We could eat it if we wanted to, but, like... He wouldn't, he knew he wouldn't, we weren't going to eat it. <laughs> he would just, like, hold on to it. You know, what my <laughs> wife tells me about her dad all the time is that when they were kids, he would buy a two liter of Coke for himself, and nobody else was allowed to drink it, and he would take a pipe wrench and tighten the lid on the top so they couldn't get it, <laughs> so they couldn't oh get God. it off and drink it. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> God. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this year, Coke is mine. Hey, you know, that's I know great. what it's like. I know what it's like, though, now that I'm a dad and my kid eats all my cool treats. And I'm like, whoa, hey, uh, that was for me. Right. You know? You didn't get seconds. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, no, but, but my mom, like, she, like, she had, like, our best interest in mind. Like, my mom is a lovely woman. And my dad kind of turned into a good person, too. But, like, my mom, like, when we were growing up, my dad was, like, our sole income earner. He worked for the state. He probably pulled in maybe three grand, you know, a month for, but that was, like, for four people. And, like, we were living in a trailer that, like, his mother had left us. <laughs> like, but, like, you know, and, and, and so he was pulling, you know, he was doing all this stuff. Like, he was, you know, buying, like, he was leasing a car of the year, et cetera, et cetera. Um... But, like, yeah, my mom would try to, like, you know, still, like, she was going to school. And, like, my mom, she's a teacher. She's a retired teacher now. But, like, she went to school. Like, really, she worked really hard for everything. But, like, she, I mean, like, God bless her. She's not a really good cook. She would cook, like, um, they call it SOS. And I'm sure you know they, what that anagram yep. means. Yeah, <laughs> shit on a like, shingle. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what shit is it, on a shingle. What is it? It's that ground beef, that gravy of some kind. Hey, hmm. if you can, like, back me up on that. Okay, like, and like, she's on delay. She, she's watching you guys on Twitch. Yeah, well, on toast. Oh, and you just disgusting. put the gravy and beef on toast, and like that was a fucking meal. Chip and beef on toast. Also, like, yeah, and breakfast or dinner, which you guys had already talked about, which was, I mean, that's that's I was I was fine with that. That's yeah, always that's, like a welcome thing, like pancakes, eggs, mm-hmm. toast, and bacon and stuff for dinner. That's awesome. My dad make pancakes, but, like, pancakes for dinner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like but a three also, like, dollar. The thing I hate the most, <laughs> yeah. And like, like the thing I I can, still cannot get behind is um, the canned salmon uh, for like fifty <laughs> cent a can. Yeah, salmon patties. Oh my salmon meat. Holy shit! Like, weird little like like salmon vertebrae or something like these little circular like. Every patty had like three or four of these freaking oh, <laughs> gross yeah. little like fish bones in them, <laughs> like ground up 
and like it smelled disgusting and like I went back to do it like oh, yeah. crown it and ketchup. Dude, my parents choke it down. My my parents made those too. I haven't thought about those in years. They were I was <laughs> mortified. First of all, not a fish guy wasn't a fish guy until like two years ago and now I'll eat like tuna and stuff. But like it was pink and mm. it just looked up like mashed up guts to me. And they would just make a patty and make it like a hamburger. <laughs> and then they'd be like, oh, quit complaining. It tastes like a hamburger. And it's like, no, it doesn't. It tastes like gross fish to me. I know what it is. Like my parents yeah, used to my parents used to like try to fool you and be like, I just don't tell them what's in it. It's like there are some things that I like genuinely just don't like. Like my wife has sometimes she recently told me that when she makes mashed potatoes, she puts sour cream in them sometimes. And I'm like, well, now every time I eat them, I'm going to taste the sour cream and not like it. And she was like, you've never said anything before. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I don't like to taste sour cream, you know? So my parents used to pull some, my parents used to pull that shit where they'd be like, you know, it doesn't have anything in it you don't like. And then you'd eat, like, with a salmon burger. It's like, it's just like a burger. And then you eat it, yeah. and you're like, this is vile. <laughs> my parents used to also make, no. um, my parents used to also make uh, creamed eggs on toast, which was, a, like, a really gross, like, they would hard-boil eggs and then cut them and then, like, put, I guess, cream and pepper and milk in them. And they would, like, make, like, a... You know, they, like, reduce it down so it would just be, like, a creamy, it would be creamy with hard-boiled eggs in it. And then they would give you a piece of toast and you would dump it, you would, they would dump it on the toast. And, like, my parents, you had to eat dinner. Like, you weren't allowed to not eat dinner. Even when I was 17 years old, I had to be home every night at 6 o'clock and I had to eat what the dinner was. I wasn't allowed to pick something else. And they would make that and like the trauma that I would just show as I was eating this. Like it must have looked like somebody was holding a gun to my head because I can totally remember sitting at a table and going like like tears coming down my face and just like I can't do it I can't do it and it just just what a vile dinner that is or the last like, one I'll say is like a total a total contempt for like what like your taste like like bread is not gonna eat cream anything yeah and they're like we're gonna have cream deck on toast so fuck you and another <laughs> another <laughs> Another excellent one that we had was called Welsh Rarebit, and it was basically well, it was cheese. It was like uh, it basically like it, Jason. It was like cheese sauce, right? Like it was just a cheese. Cheese. It basically was just cheese, and they would hand it's you like, like sauce, right? Yeah, and they would hand you like three pieces of white bread, and you just dip it into cheese, and that was dinner. And it was like <laughs> that's a loose definition of dinner there. Yeah. That is running fast and loose. I think my mom was like, she, like, man, it was like meat. It was like protein. She's like, I'm, I'm being a good mother by feeding this to you, and you can't, like, tell me that, like, it's wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I'm giving you, like, like protein and meat, like, any time, you know, you have to, like, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing good by you. Yeah. And, like, that's what it takes. She to was, and honestly, she was. <laughs> like, and like, like looking back, I'm like, uh, yeah, she was right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, like, you yeah, should, I so, think you should. No, be... It doesn't make it any better. 
Yeah. The only the only time the only time salmon burger is ex- is acceptable is when you're backpacking and you're in the wilderness and you haven't like eaten anything all day and you're just you just, you just burnt like three thousand calories. So, right. You know that's when it's like it's the best fucking thing in the world. <laughs> the only time. I don't know. It's still food. I think it's. I don't know. I I think it's still food. I'm with you. I mean, I get. Here's the thing. I understand now that I didn't understand at the time when I was screaming because my parents were making me eat pea soup like split pea soup is that like there were five kids in the house most of the time four kids in the house all teenagers at the same time a lot of metabolism and they had to feed all those people and they probably didn't have as much money like because your parents my parents didn't tell us when they didn't have money but there had to be times where they had no money and and like it was just like uh Mm -hmm. at the time I got so mad about it but now I I sort of I get it uh, some of the stuff I feel like was mm-hmm. some of the like they could have also I mean, done grilled cheese yeah. or like uh, right. there's a bunch also of good. cheap beans and rice. Uh, <laughs> You're right. Well, Welsh rarebit is just a roundabout grilled cheese. I don't know why you would <laughs> go <laughs> to the point of I, melting it into a sauce. I and, have something. I have something below Welsh rarebit, which is um, when my mom, like my dad, was still like putting in, like the money for it. My mom went to school to be a teacher, and when she wasn't there, you know, my dad would still just buy the stuff that he wanted to eat. <laughs> like, it would be stuff that, like, maybe we would eat, you know, besides that. But, like, you know, it was an- ancillary stuff. But, like, we would eat, um, my sister and I, we'd have bread. There, was, there were, like, three things or four things that were, like, in the house all the time. Bread, lettuce, and, like, mayonnaise and, like, salt and pepper. And so we would toast bread and put like a piece of lettuce in between that with salt and pepper mayonnaise and fucking eat that as like a sandwich. Yeah. (laughs) It's better than a mayonnaise sandwich. Look, it's better than a (laughs) wig sandwich. Yeah, it was a lettuce, toasted lettuce sandwich or whatever, like whatever you call it. No, the mayonnaise is the main event on that. that, It was like a... (laughs) (laughs) It's not a lettuce sandwich. It's a mayonnaise sandwich. Oh, no, I had a dude. I had a kid who lived in the street from us. Um, like a super, like, I was in Alabama, but this dude was like an Alabama, like, like a long, like, A on it. Yeah, yeah. This dude came from, like, and they had, like, a homemade dune buggy, like, dad welded, and they would, like, race up and down the street, this yellow, like, welded, like, just sort of rebar dune buggy. Awesome. <laughs> like, we, like, we would, like, we would over, like, like, a football or whatever, like, in the afternoon, like, you know, like, a yard, backyard football. We'd go to his house, and be like, hey, what's up, Michael? And it was Michael. <laughs> it was Michael. Like, what do you eat, Michael? Mayonnaise sandwich. Yeah. And like, it's always safe. Like, okay. It is. I, like, we just accepted it. I I will say this, and it's one of the most. It's one of the earliest podcast stories ever. It was on our first podcast. But I used to hang out with this kid TJ when I was growing up, and me and my brother went over to TJ's house, and we were doing whatever we were doing, playing all day. And then we were like, I'm hungry, man. I'm about to go home. But he didn't want us to leave. So he's like, I'm going to get you a snack. So he set the he set the oven to 350 or something. And then he poured macaroni, dry macaroni, on a uh, cookie sheet and put salt on it and baked it for like 10 minutes and then brought it out. And was like, look, it tastes just like pretzels. And you're just sitting there eating... <laughs> Baked noodles? Baked dry macaroni noodles. <laughs> it tastes like pretzels. God, that's good. <laughs> I would call those... That, I mean... 
I mean, <laughs> that's better than a wish sandwich. Did you ever get told to eat a wish sandwich when you were a kid? <laughs> Grab two pieces of bread no. and wish there was something that in the middle. Sounds familiar, though. <laughs> my, my, all my friends' dads and my dad, my, they would be like, why don't you have a wish sandwich? Get two pieces of bread and wish there was something in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Yeah. I mean, I, for candy, there was a period of time where for candy, because we never had candy around the house, and plus, back in this time, like, all it was was, if you wanted fruity candy, it was like Starburst, Skittles, and hard candies, you know? And for a period of time, I was licking my finger and sticking it in the Kool-Aid powder and then licking it again. Yeah. Crazy <laughs> stick. Oh, so you had fun dip? Yeah, but it was like fun dip. Like the fun dip? <laughs> yeah. By the way, hi, it's Kate. <laughs> yeah, Weiler's brand fun dip. <laughs> Um, Scott just handed the phone to me, so hi. Hi. You got any gross foods that your parents used to make you eat? Uh, My dad once, well, so the only thing you could cook when my mom wasn't there was ramen. Okay. And so I I, I had an an early hatred and then, you know, resurgence love of ramen. But most of the time when he made it, he, like, put, like, way too little water in there, so it would be this weird brick. When he served it to us, like we would, we would have to eat ramen with a fork and a knife. <laughs> you know what, Kate? I'll just say this. Uh, I used this dude hit me to this, and I know this is going to sound dumb now when I say it, but you take the ramen in the whole brick, and then you put a bunch of water in uh, like a container, like a Tupperware, and you put it in the microwave mm-hmm. for whatever the microwave directions say for the amount of time you take it out. And then this was the secret that he had drain all the water and then just pour the chicken packet on the thing. He's like, you get so much more flavor. (laughs) So that that's the thing. Like I, like from an early age, I learned, okay, that's not how you make ramen. You take the brick the, you know, 49 cent or 39 cent or 29 cent, yeah, depending 29. on the sale. Uh, dep- well, depending on the sale and depending yeah. on the mark. Um, you put it in and, like, I mean, I'll add random crap. We've got uh, garlic salt. We've got curry powder. We've got, uh, you know, paprika. Scott is yelling to me from the bathroom. Um, you know, just random crap into the thing in, and we'll do that. And it tastes so much better. And I didn't learn to do that until I swear to God, like two years ago. Right. You get- like I, I spent, mm. I spent like 29 years eating just basic ramen that was shitty. And then I learned that I could add things to ramen, even though it wasn't, you know, like the big egg, you know, ramen, look at all the different things on it, pretty ramen at the restaurants, and like that, I could still make things that were tasty. That pretty ramen, the, the like real ramen now, the authentic type ramen yeah. that you can get at a store, that's really only yeah, been in Ohio. <laughs> that hasn't been in Ohio, the Midwest Ohio, for very long. <laughs> Ohio ramen is fucking terrible. <laughs> I hate to be a snob about it, but I've had some nice big city ramen before, and... The shit that I had in Upper Big Arlington City is ramen. fucking awful. Okay, 
right. It wasn't awful. Uh, it was just that's really your basic. rapper name, Big City Ramen. Um, the, yeah, I mean, I usually add Brussels. Like, when I'm boiling my water, I put Brussels sprouts in there. I put, I usually throw a bunch of extra vegetables in and then put a shitload of hot sauce. That's ah. how I doctor up my ramen. Damn, I'm going to do that. Now. I mean, Toast if we have extra stuff, like, like stuff like bacon or ham or, like, usually, like, if I have especially pork or, like, pulled pork or, pulled, like, beef <laughs> or roast or something laying around, those are the two I love best to, like, just throw in. Do spinach is good as hell? I haven't had ramen in years now because I don't, I don't buy know top ramen. Don't buy the cheap ones. Just go to Maruquan. Get a decent one. Maruchin. You don't want me to buy the Maruchin kind? No. I thought it was Marquan. Is that but a I I just yeah I'm just like those kinds of things I ramen never got old to me and I'll I'll be honest with you I'll bet you somebody could I'd have to be in a really weird spot in my life but I think I would eat spaghettios and meatballs again spaghettios are good I eat those all the time <laughs> really my daughter never finishes the can so I'm always up behind her just like. Oh, oh, that is some sweet oh, the sauce. Can. It oh, is yeah. so sweet. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Wait, yeah, wait, wait a second. We're talking about cheap meals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my 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 most shameful cheap meal is taking a can of Campbell's soup, opening the top, and just eating it with a fork out of the can and drinking the juice as I go along. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not cooking it. Jason, I'm, I'm not. I'm not cooking it. I'm just. It's just out of the can. I will say that I have seen Jason eat a lot of Chef Boyardee just right out of the can with a with a knife. Like uh, Scott, Scott in the house that. too, just in the house. <laughs> right. You know what was a weird thing I ate a lot when I was a kid that I can't imagine why he did it. And I'll bet you everybody in this room did it. Raw hot dogs. Oh yeah. yeah. You're <laughs> nothing else. You're hungry as fuck. I mean, they're already cooked. Why not? Yeah. Pull it, pull it out of the refrigerator, a raw hot dog, and start gnawing. I used to know a dude that would uh, eat raw potatoes, like no. russet potatoes. Whoa, He'd clean much. them off and peel oh them. God. He'd take the peel off, and they, he'd just put salt on it and just chew. Not a good idea. A, I don't um, think it sounds good. They really transform in the cooking process. <laughs> I did that. Do. You've done that? I did that. My mom was into it. My mom was into it, and she did the thing. She peeled it, and she put the salt on it. And she's like, here. It's like an apple without any sweetness, basically. Yeah. It's like you take all the sweetness yeah. out of the apple. It's like a savory apple. <laughs> well, Kate, Kate, it's good to hear from you, too. Call us more, please. You, too. Thank you for having us both on. Sorry that we uh, we double-teamed you. No problema. We love it. It's those Thanks for calling. Mine, uh, regular dinner, but this wasn't even bad. I loved it. Like, the thing about, I think, like, my parent, my mom did, she's a pleaser. And she's a good cook, too. She was, she's sort not of, a good cook. Okay. She's close. She's a great fucking baker. She's Her baked done, goods will drive you, I mean, everybody talks about it. Right. She, I know she's done catering and shit like yeah. that. So I know but, she knows the basic concepts of cooking. And what kids want is buttered noodles. That's Just fucking true. noodles, put butter, and then get up the sprinkle cheese, a whole bunch of sprinkle cheese. Dinner is <laughs> yeah. done. 
Do you know there you was a to time... bother it with expensive pasta sauces anymore? <laughs> there was a time where you couldn't get the sprinkled. The sprinkled cheese is relatively new too. No, it's not. The mac and cheese cheese? No, hell no. We're talking about the original Parmesan yeah. powdered oh. cheese. Kraft Nobody's Parmesan. walking around with a craft macaroni. And you cheese can get shake. macaroni and cheese. Yeah, I remember shakers. when that came out. We got it when it came out. My dude used to collect. He used to just buy the macaroni and cheese so he could get the powder and just throw the mac and cheese away so he could put it on his pop. Oh wow! Okay, that's now interesting. I'm listening. Okay, well, I mean, it's a good hack. It's a lot of effort. I like regular popcorn, so a lot of waste too. I yeah. Mean, so yeah, but yeah, it's. I mean, I guess you could keep the macaroni and make something else with it too. It's true. You could put butter on those noodles. Yeah, you could. You know what you could do with that macaroni? Really, is you spread some out on a cookie sheet, make it about three fifty, and pour some salt on it, and you got yourself a TJ. Tastes just like pretzels. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're gonna hit a break. We're gonna get back. Uh, A lot of calls in the queue, so who knows what happens? Uh, This is this is a group from uh, Seattle, Washington. Actually, they are an art and music collective called Spellaby Space. You can find them at spellabyspace.bandcamp.com. It's S-P-E-L-L-A-B-E-E-S-P-A-C-E.bandcamp.com. Enjoy. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Please be loud enough. Okay. I'm, like, crazy thinking about that sandwich. I forgot all about it. I never thought about the sandwich. I thought it Let's not be bleak How do you feel? 
What's the deal now? What's the deal now? What's the deal now that I've got so far? How you feel now? How you feel now? How you feel now that I'm moving so fast? What's the deal now? What's the deal now? What's the deal now that I've got so far? How you feel now? How you feel now? How you feel now? What's the deal now? How you feel now? How you feel now? How you feel now? What's the deal now? How you feel now? How you feel now? How you feel now that I'm moving so fast? What's the deal now? What's the deal now? What's the deal now that I've gotten so far? I am so large, I have so much in me. Pour it out of all the world to see. I am so large, I have so much in me. Pour it out of all the world to see. Burn me at the stake, just please don't get the weight. Tear me all apart, just please, please spare my heart. Run me in the ground, oh, I won't stay in town. Take my body, take my blood, take my body, take my blood. I am so large, I have so much in me. Pour it out of all the world to see. I am so large, I have so much in me. Pour it out of all the world to see. Lungs are meant to breathe and eyes are meant to see. What else do bodies do but move up next to you? Are you ill? Are you still wasting all your time? Oh, give it up and slow it down. Give it up and slow it down.
Welcome back to Street Fight Radio. Uh, you can find more of that music at spellabspace.bandcamp.com. That was actually a group called The Pathetic and Elegant. Uh, song was, this album is Golden Laurels. You were listening to Bloodworth Bottling and Move 2. So head over to Spellaby, S-P-E-L-L-A, spellabspace.bandcamp.com to check out more of that music. And if you're in the Seattle area, look them up. Give them some support. I do want to uh, let it, people know we are going to be in Seattle, Washington this Saturday. We're going to be at the Clock Out Lounge. Tickets are available. They are going fast. Um, we uh, are doing a general admission show. There aren't going to be any seats. Uh, we sold out of the seats so quickly that we figured people would be mad if they didn't get in. So it's going to be standing room only, general admission. There's going to be a whole fuck ton of people there. It's going to be rowdy. And it's going to be a really good show. Just based upon how many tickets we've sold so far, um, this shit's going to be, you know, some of our best stuff. So it's going to be a really good time. I suggest you get out there. And uh, on Sunday, January 6th, we'll be in Portland, Oregon at Lola's Room at the Crystal Ballroom. We're going to be at Old Nick's Bar in Eugene, Oregon on January 7th. Eugene, please show up. Reach, uh, Tell everybody you know. Eugene, you got to show up. We've heard a lot about you. We're excited to come out, so be there. Uh, on January 9th, we're going to be in Oakland, California. That's going to be an amazing show. we got Brace Belden coming. we got Q Marsalaje coming. Uh, it's going to be another fucking gigantic show. Lots of good times, lots of street fighting. We're going to be at the Golden Bull Bar, and someone asked me to mention this, so I will. There is a all-vinyl DJ crew promoting leftist street culture out of the Golden Bull Bar. So if you go to Instagram and you look for Left of the Dial Oakland, uh, Instagram.com slash Left of the Dial Oakland, you can give them a follow. They do a show once a month where you can hang out, meet like-minded people, and listen to some good music. We are Street Fight Radio, coming to you live from the Free Press Studios here in Columbus, Ohio. We are on WCRS-FM. You can find it on the radio dials, 92.7 or 98.3. If you're inside 270, that's how you can listen to the best community radio that there is. It's WCRS. Once again, we are part of the Pacifica Radio Network, and we are Street Fighter Radio. We're taking calls tonight, and we got a lot of people in there. So I think as long as this computer doesn't freeze up, we should take the next call. I like it. I like that idea. It <clears throat> would be great, but mm. it might not happen. Computer... That's not, and uh, that's not, that's not a good sign. You want to give it? How long has it been froze? I haven't been paying attention, but I think just now is when it started. All right, let's give it a seco here and see what happens. You know, you never know. Did you see that article? Uh, who sent it? Uh, Stefan posted the other day about that woman from Vail, Colorado, that went there. A little bit, yeah. Oh. I think I did read it. I guess we could read this real quick. It'd, yeah. It'd be kind of fun. We'll see if the computer comes back. I hope we don't have to reboot because that puts us in a whole situation. Yeah, you have to. So, we'll you see. We have to call back in. Yep. Yeah, we yeah. might just have to end it if we have to reboot. I think. I think that would be the way to go. Come on, computer. Is there like a control-alt-delete on an, a Mac? Yeah. yeah. What's the sticky key? Or whatever. 
Uh, okay, this is from a New Yorker, a, a person of the uh, from New York, and uh, I think we're gonna go. I'll go ahead and read this. Um, it's opening. <laughs> this is from unofficialnetworks.com, and it is. Dear Vale Resorts, let me explain to you why I will not be returning to this resort any time in the near future and will indicate to other families on online forums that they should decline to come to Vale as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's okay. going to spread some nasty rumors on the online forums. <laughs> Here we forums. go. Yeah, we're naming names, hopefully. <laughs> she's th- that is the mo- she's She is... I'm going to go to your manager. Not only can I speak to a manager, but I would like to... I'm also definitely going to post this on the internet. I'll ruin your fucking name on Foursquare. (laughs) As you are aware, marijuana is now legal in Colorado. I have been visiting Vail and Beaver Creek for many years now with my family and enjoyed all my years here with no real problems. We have a lot of memories here. Within the span of several days, my son and I were exposed to numerous conversations on buses, gondola rides, and restaurants related to, guess what? Recreational drug use. Bum, bum, bum! It, uh, so, oh no, what are we going to do about these recreational drug use. I know. It's terrible. It's terrifying. What is happening here? These people are... This woman's children are being subjected to adult conversations. Right. So I take it that people are, what, throwing up all over the streets, fighting, getting in car accidents. There's... This place has just been uh, turned into shambles, right? Well, the fact that people Mm. are restricted to smoking pot in the privacy of their room doesn't mean that they won't reek of pot on gondola rides or that they won't be talking (laughs) about getting high with numerous other substances within earshot of numerous family. Your perfume don't smell any better. I know. I don't want anyone to smell your gross perfume either, okay? Right. New York lady. And how long does it last? I mean, the smell? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> but uh, I will say this. Everybody in Denver smelled like weed. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's pretty prevalent. <laughs> but it doesn't. Who cares, right? She cares. This is the same type of person that probably drinks wine in front of her kid. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, you know? there's plenty of we're going to get smashed yeah, because... up on the slopes. Yeah. Talk. We're talking about, oh, yeah, you know, when you go up there, you can drink on less because it's high air pressure and stuff like that. She could go into the Rockies. They tap the Rockies. I know. They make, actually tap them. To make beer. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're skiing down the side of um, a fucking very serious substance. Imagine feeling bad or, or being mad because people smell like something. Yeah, you don't have. You're not forced to hang out with them. I know. Nobody's saying you have to. You. Oh, now we got to tolerate these marijuana heads. Well, because she's just thinking these people smell like this because they never leave the house and play Call of Duty Four all day. I, yeah, I mean, but these are people that are skiing and living in an active. active way. They're they're allowed to do what they want to do, too. It's not yeah. illegal, and it's not wrong. No, I know. That's what it is, too. She's applying this thing because it says, like, they're doing drugs. They smell like they're doing drugs. And it's like, mm-hmm. she might, I mean, yeah. the evidence is showing... It's not as it's not a drugs like from the movie drugs, you know? Well, and when you talk about drugs, it's like the only reason it's a drug is because people... Because the government said it's a drug. The government said this is a drug. Wait, it's all scheduled. And people 
like are now like, well, yeah, it's a drug. Of course, it's it's actually a drug. Well, it was uh, a drug when I was growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Within the span of two to three days, I had at least three to four separate occasions in public areas where I had to specifically ask people to not talk about their drug use. Now you're the problem. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're killing people's buzz, baby. <laughs> you're the problem here. Yeah, that people, did, nobody else cared. Did anybody else on the on the and on the gondola care? When people sitting on a gondola, like, oh, I wish these people would stop, like, having a conversation, you know? Um, what a horrible problem this person is. I know. It's just making mm-hmm. them up, really. It's just getting triggered for no reason. People were obviously put off by my asking them to stop, and I was furious to even be put in this situation. <laughs> you weren't put in a situation. Yeah. Nobody put you in that situation. Chill out. You put yourself in that situation. Uh, yeah, we're probably, if you're on the lines, we're probably going to have to cut it because, uh, this computer's locked up and I don't want to make people call back in and stuff. I feel bad about that though, too. And we're going to lose all this audio. No, we won't. It'll go on the stream and we can pull it from the stream. Oh, well then let's just do a show and then, you know, if the computer... I can reboot and we can try to get people to call back. Go ahead and reboot, see if people want to call back, and then uh, as long as we're getting the audio. But while you're rebooting, let's <laughs> let's read more of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm um, not sure I know how to reboot this thing. I think the public debate on allowing pot to be sold is completely off. The people who live this type of lifestyle can't afford to support resorts like Vale that frankly cater to a demographic more like my own. And candidly, you don't get to be successful by engaging in that type of lifestyle. She, this is her made-up fantasy, dude. This is just... Just bio-reactionary, just mindset. It doesn't, I mean, it's just that it's, you're not dealing with reality because the, you're, you're at your prestigious Vale, Colorado thing everybody there is fucking blazed up and then mm-hmm. you're trying to sell us on the idea that people with money don't smoke weed you yeah, know yeah right right because yeah cause they could it could be some type of attitude to you know in really stupid lines of thinking it'd be it'd be ways of introducing people of color into your community via drug use yeah they uh because you know that all that shit contagious sure apparently to them <laughs> but it also like it just is this uh the the idea that it, she just doesn't know who is at those fucking dispensaries because it's, yeah, it's too it's nurses it's fucking lawyers yeah, it's, it's teachers suits everybody every fucking body dude I, I mean I've met so many weed moms like <laughs> yeah, like I'm very open too. about it because it's just something we have to get out of the way because if I'm dealing with somebody like this. I just don't want them in my life. So that's the first thing out of my mouth. Like, it's not the first thing out of my mouth, but if it comes up, I'm immediately upfront about it. Like, this one, this one lady said, <clears throat> someone smelled like weed in there. And I was like, oh, that was probably me. Well, and, and that you- gets it out of the way. And they were like, oh, you smoke too? And I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, I thought I was the only one. I'm like, I've only met parents that are on like <laughs> medicated weed brownies all fucking day. Or they get like, <laughs> they get all the treats flown in. They get like cashew crunches flown in and shit. Ooh. Well, do fucking housework, make food all day, you know, or go to a fucking job and crush it. Yeah. I mean, we have to. I mean, basically, if people know what we do, then we have to be honest about it. Anyway. Right. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, no. And like you said, these people are at the same prestigious 
uh, resort that you're at. Yeah, they they, they, are, they had to pay to do that. They didn't just get on there because they yeah. were cool cool dudes that smoked weed. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been to the town. You have to buy like a ski pass that is like, oh shit, could be two hundred bucks. <laughs> But it's not like you can't like that to say they can't afford this lifestyle. Do they know how much that prestigious weed costs? Like, yeah, with, <laughs> it takes a lot of money. Yeah, it's not weed. cheap. I might have to do the call-in thing again. Um, the people who uh, so where am, why am I going to pay to come to a resort where my son is exposed to these sorts of things? I don't want him skiing or going anywhere on his own. He's a teenager, and why should he be shaped by these types of conversations? I want to say this right now. I am a father of a daughter, okay? And I don't think it's fair to expect the whole world to have to live... Is Are they still there? Looks like they are. I don't expect the whole world to have to live a certain way because I have a kid and I have no. hang-ups. That's not fair to no. people without them. No, I, I expect myself to... I expect for me to be responsible for my kid and to explain to her what the future may hold and what's going to happen if you do some stuff and why I would rather not see her do certain things, whatever it may be, join a fucking religion, you know, like anything. It's just, I am going to do my best, but it's their fucking life. And if they disagree with you, you got to deal with that too. Yeah. And using it as a, using occasions that are uncomfortable as a way to have a conversation with your kid about something that maybe is difficult is that's the way Perfect. to do it. You have to do it. Perfect. I just was talking to Gwen last night about when I first talked to her about drugs, when I had to talk to her about drugs. Cause you know, it was just getting to the point where she was going to go to school. And I kind of, I, I was like, you know, and she remembers the conversation. She said, we were right in front of Alexander's walking to Kroger and you, stopped and made or you you stopped the conversation and made me talk about it and she said she was like really grateful that i was honest to her about it instead of like just saying something like well i'm an adult and i'm allowed to do whatever i want and things like that it like i had a real conversation about drugs with my daughter and guess what dude i did that when she was like eight you know, because she was about to go to school and learn about drugs. They were about to learn about drugs. So there. I said, mm-hmm. I need to have a conversation with her before they do it. And my wife said, yeah, you. it'd be better if you had it. Just And then I did it. And, um, yeah, it's up front. And uh, I think it was important to have that conversation, to raise her in a world that is, these things aren't closed off. These aren't dead issues or subjects. These are subjects that come up, and when you're older, they're going to come up in the real world. Like when this this teenager is a teenager, right? They know about weed. They listen to rap songs about weed. All the music my daughter listens to talks about drugs. Every single song, and she's even mentioned like, yeah, they talk about drugs, and it's like, uh, so they know about this stuff. It's not something that's just coming out of the ether to them. And and you're not shielding them from anything by by especially making a big stink in public mm-hmm. about somebody else doing what they want to do. Because that's really what it is. She's the problem here. Yeah, yeah. So these people that were talking about weed on a gondola are not the problem. They're allowed to talk about what they're doing. I yeah. mean, I don't use law as some arbiter of morality, but I will say it's legal. I'm allowed 
to do this and I'm right. allowed to talk about this. And and if I I should be allowed to live my life the way that you're allowed to live your life, like yelling at people and complaining about everything. Right. And, I mean and your kid will figure out if you if you think if you truly believe every weed user is some loser, I mean then the the the, the evidence will will weigh itself out for your kid, but it's fucking not going to. Yeah. They're going to meet a million different successful people that smoked <laughs> fucking weed when they were a kid yeah. and, and are now have great lives, you know? <laughs> okay, so not only this, but it's a safety hazard. Do you think I want people speeding by me on the slopes who were high the evening before? They all are, though. <laughs> you did it, though. You, you, you're... She's acting like she went there and got so afraid because of what was going on, she had to leave. But she went, did the thing, and then made up a fantasy about how dangerous it was for her to be there. People were skiing high since skiing's been a thing. Ever since they let the snowboarders in. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there are people that have probably never skied without being high. Oh, yeah. And it actually, it's a performance enhancer. I know people think it makes you slow and stupid, but it makes you focus on really, really... Simple mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really recommend Spotting you get groups. this situation under control as quickly as possible because word will get out to families very quickly. At this point, I'm very much inclined to go to Utah for my vacations instead of Sounds Colorado. perfect for you. Yeah. yeah, you found your tribe. <laughs> go to fucking Park City. Fuck you. Leave us alone and go where there's no booze or anything. You can't be a destination resort for high earners and a pot town at high the same earners, time. pot town. You have racism. to choose. Has she ever seen an episode device there's people that are housing like 200 thc chicken wings <laughs> i know i know the high earners thing the Val people are eating like 500 thc fucking meals <laughs> i know i want to do that when we're in california i want to go to one of those restaurants that cooks with weed really bad i, I don't know if i can find one but i've i've seen chefs on tv that do it i just read something about lounges are coming too so we're gonna have to go back Oh, yeah, we're going back definitely already. We know that. The, the ticket sales mean we're going back. But, yeah, I, I just – it's nothing – there's nothing that – it's not an illegal thing. It's not a wrong thing to do. And it's definitely not more wrong than alcohol, which I'm sure she was never had a problem with the with them cracking open a beer. Yeah. And stuff and, – or like drinking beer and never had a problem with somebody saying, that I'm going to go have a – I'm going to go have a cold beer to their son. You know what I mean? Like around her son. She didn't say to somebody like, um, excuse me, please don't talk about having an ice cold sixer in front of my son. Or don't talk about, um, to use a Nick Weiger word, don't talk about brew dogs in front of my child. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's get the collars back on. A couple brews. We did it. We did it. We got it all back. Let's hope. Thanks for calling Street Fight. How's it going? Oh, boy. I <laughs> uh, didn't expect that. How's it going, guys? Great. How are you tonight? Uh, I'm doing awesome. Uh, this is Robert in St. Louis. All right, uh, Robert. Security guard. Guy. Oh, I know you. I know you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I got, like, uh, leading up to this, like, I got real nervous because, like, Elizabeth called in and then the guy after uh, them, and, uh, <laughs> like, they talked about a lot of, like, relevant shit that, like, I wanted to talk about, but, uh, uh, and it made me real nervous. Uh, but, uh, uh, 
the food thing. Um, so my mom used to make me, uh, she would cook rice and then put butter and sugar in it. Ooh, oh, shit. Like butter and sugar. Yeah, yeah that's a yeah. good one. That's good. You should put some brown yeah. sugar in there. Yeah, my I'm mom would do I'm that. Brown sugar, that shit ruled. Uh, yeah, well, I, I made it once, and my wife was like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, oh, well. Uh, and then uh, she used to uh, take, like, saltine crackers and then, like, just sprinkle, like, garlic salt and, like, uh, put, uh, like, shredded cheese on them and then bake them. Yeah, it's weird. Those are a snack. I used to always do the Ritz crackers with a bologna and cheese. Uh, you could punch oh, out like a, like a hole. Like You could punch out a hole in the bologna yep. with the cracker. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> and then also... Yeah, like a, like a high-class uh, lunchable. That's a hiker treat, yeah. really. Right? But that's what that is. It sounds yeah. great. Yeah, <laughs> I also... Sausage. Uh, also, uh, hot sauce on saltines. One of my favorites. I'll still get a couple of those <laughs> if I see it. <laughs> Never heard of that. I like it. I mean, you can technically put saltines in anything you put french fries in. True. Yeah. True. Yeah, shit. I mean, french, saltines um, are cheap the, french fries. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had this friend, uh, my, like my best friend in middle school, his name was Don L., uh, and he was a, a, like Jehovah's Witness, and like he, like, man, he was like always pumped out like during like the holidays and shit, but he used to come in with a... He used to come in with like this blue powder underneath his nails, and I was like, "What? Is, what are you doing?" And he used to tell me that in the morning, on his like uh, walk to school, he would get a pack of Kool Aid and wildberry pop tarts, and then like I guess sprinkle the Kool Aid on top of them. <laughs> yeah. And whenever he would eat them, it would Woo! take it underneath his nails. That is so sweet. Like, yeah, that is sweet. 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 With that. <laughs> That's very sweet. Yeah. That's Donnell likes sweets. <laughs> He's a big sweets fan. Yeah. You know what is a good yeah. one too? I, uh, I had recently uh, rice pudding, like the arroz yeah. con leche, because yeah. you can make that with just rice and milk and sugar and cinnamon. Yeah, it's, it's good. Fucking, that's a good oh, cheap shit. dessert. My mom used to make made that for me once, and then every time I asked her after that, she said no. Oh. I was like, geez. But I didn't live with her very much. I was on a trip to her house in Kansas, and she was like, I'm going to make you guys rice, and we watched Rocky Four together. It's like a good mom memory yeah, for you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, my mom, actually, I, like, wrote down uh, some shit. That way I didn't get sidetracked because I got caught up, like, doing chores and shit. But uh, my mom painted um, the guy that called in talking about the landlord shit. Um, my mom painted our uh, living room in this apartment that we had. She just painted the living room one day, and the landlord came by and saw it. And they were like, what the fuck? And she's like, well, I wanted it to be blue. And, like... She was like, are you going to, like, kick us out or anything? And he's like, well, no, but, like, you can't do that. She's like, oh, okay. And then, like, he just left. And uh, what what sucks about that is that, like, later on, um, I mean, my mom moved out, and, like, it, it didn't fucking matter, you know. But she uh, she's, like, pretty rebellious, and she was, like, uh, coming up to the 2016 election. I was like, well, who are you voting for, you know? And she's like, I haven't voted ever she's like i'm a socialist and i was like oh shit dude my mom's like fucking metal right so then whenever the election actually comes around she votes for donald trump oh and I'm like, dude what happened there like you had it right like you you were right the first time like she an accelerationist uh, your your mom turned into no, an accelerationist I, I mean, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, her her husband's from Louisiana, and he's uh, we we wound up got uh, talking uh, uh, Thanksgiving. And he was like, "Well, I really wish that Ted Cruz would have would have won the election." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Like, no wonder." Uh, Imagine wishing like, Ted Cruz was the yeah, guy Ted Cruz instead. Ted Cruz the guy in the primary. Yeah. Like, well, I would have loved to vote for Ted Cruz. I I admire <laughs> Ted Cruz. Yeah, I'm like God, dude. Like of all the people, like Ted Cruz looks like his uh, his head is a bag of flour. Is what he looks like to me. It's my tag. Yeah, he's so, yeah. Yeah, he's so angular. Yeah, he's like he's weird. Like I'm not gonna like get on here and like you know call him a bug and shit. You know, like I'm not trying to like do that. But like, like for real, he is uh, like extraterrestrial. Like I enjoy, I like enjoy watching him. Like in the same way that like I like to get fucked up and like watch Alex Jones. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. And like just hear the shit that he says, where I'm like, oh my god, like, he is dude, ultimately come on. entertaining. Unfortunately, yeah, you find out like how far people can go with their beliefs. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah. that's not the one. If you're if you have the Constitution to handle that, so I, I don't yeah. mean to say it like you're tough or anything. I'm I'm just saying like if you're oh, a no. person that can sit and listen to like really bad ideas, then that stuff isn't. I mean, like I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh. I, and I did act sort of conservative at that period of my life, but like even after I wasn't, I didn't identify as a conservative person. I still listened to Rush Limbaugh because he's good at radio. You know, when you're good at when somebody's good at it, it yeah, they make it effortless to listen to. You know. Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely, like, some power to, like, broadcasting, and, like, there's a reason that these people, like, have the platform that they do, you know? Some uh, of them. I think there are a lot of them that are just, like, some conservative guy in town has a buddy that he thinks is really funny, and he knows a guy yeah. at the radio station. I, do, I definitely yeah, think I mean, some of these are, like, charity cases for the conservative establishment. Like, like a lot of those mm-hmm. writing jobs they get that the yeah. Chapel guys will talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah, where, yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. guy makes a ton of money to just sit around and write, like, inane opinions about pornography and stuff. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just mean more like uh, personalities, I guess, right? Yep. Um, like, uh, and like some of them, yeah, I give you that. Like some of them are real weird, like uh, fucking uh, Ben Shapiro. Like I don't get that. Uh, <laughs> it, like either. it's the opposite of everything that you guys stand for. He's but, a like, nerd. He does the right thing. He's a huge yeah, like, that, like nerd. That's what I'm saying. Like. It's like people that call Donald Trump the blue-collar president. They're the same people that like Ben Shapiro and think he's really, like, a cool dude. Because, you know, a lot of those people really think that, like, when you look at the the videos that your conservative people on your Facebook share and you see how they share the Ben Shapiro videos, like, they think he is, like, really cool. Like, like, like that he – I can't – I'm trying to think of who who the analog is – to him, like he's like the real Sheldon. No, they don't the think real... Sheldon's cool though. <laughs> oh yeah, that's you true. know what I mean. Like they, like ah oh, man, I just... give me a se- Don Draper. He's like a he's like like they think he's like really like oh this guy's got it all figured out. Yeah, because he says everything right. with such confidence, and anything you say with confidence 
people there's a certain amount of people that are like, oh, okay, yeah. It's, <laughs> the, it's, it's the, the white guy voice from Sorry to Bother You. And when, I mean, if that's what they want to hear, too, I mean, if he says yeah, something exactly. that is that's in line it. with them and it sounds like it's smarty pants, they're like, yeah, what he said. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they, re- they look for a reason, right? Like, they look for somebody to justify, like, the way that they feel. Yes. Because, like, they, you know, like, there's a certain level of, like, discomfort and really, like, anything with, you know, politics, you know, like, you know, on the left, it's more like uh, how fucking futile everything is, you know, and then, like, uh, climate change, you know, just, like, uh, the, the struggle, right? And then on the right, uh, it's that kind of shit where, you know, their discomfort is knowing that they, like, knowing that what they feel, like, fundamentally is wrong, but they need something to make it justifiable to them right but well, what like, they believe is that, ugly what they believe is ugly and they need somebody to tell them that it's not ugly to feel that way uh, is what i think well and that's that's what i'm uh like getting into because the uh one guy earlier brought up uh jordan peterson and uh i was actually like gonna call in like kind of new years talking about uh postmodernism uh a little bit right and um Kind of, like, shout out to Elizabeth, because, like, I don't really read that much, right? And I know that I should, but, like, I just, I don't, I, especially shit like that. Like, I'm reading American Psycho now for, like, the first time, and thank God that I'm, like, reading it now as opposed to, like, when I saw the movie. Um, but, um, I do like that you know, book. and, like, the... Yeah, and it, it's, like, crazy, because that is, like, uh, you know, textbook, like, postmodernism that, like, you know, that that's what it is by uh, whatever Jordan Peterson, like, tries to use it for, I guess. Like, it, it, you know, it, he's just problematic, right? And, like, I don't read that much, but, I mean, I just listen to podcasts all day, you know. I have 12 hours in a car, what I do, you know. I drive around and that's, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, like... I, you know, one of, one of the ones that I listen to, like, philosophy podcasts, you know, they talk about, like, pushing through that and, like, you know, uh, uh, kind of like what comes after that. And it kind of plays into what Brian's saying there as far as, like, um, they just need to be told that, like, you know, it's wrong, but it's, like, okay, like, not okay to feel that way. You know, like, it's there's justified. a lot of nuance. It's justified. It's, a yeah, perfect, it's exactly, perfectly rational, you know. and there's smart college people, and there's people that wear Oxford shirts that also believe that my racism is justified. <laughs> yes. Well, and well, and every you know my everything homophobia. growing up, everything growing up, you know, you're you're taught to think one way, and you know, like a lot of these people. Uh, like, think that they're, like, finding out, like, something new, but they're still, like, like, I always talk about my brothers and what's her, and I always argue with them, and whenever he brings up shit like Antifa and everything, and I was, like, I don't know how you can talk shit on those people if you dislike the state. Like, the state defends itself against the socialists and defends the, the fucking nationalists. Like, it's, or, you know, the fascist, like, and, you know, that's a broad term, you know, I don't want to, but for the sake of argument, you know what I mean? And it's like, you you can't logically justify that, you know, and the loops that you're trying to jump through to justify, like, what your eyes are seeing, and, like, it's not worth it. You you don't have some kind of hidden knowledge that the rest of us don't have. You know what I mean? Like, we're seeing the same thing, and, um... 
But yeah, that's off topic. Uh, Well, I mean, it's on topic. um, I'm just saying, like, in 2019, kind of, like, moving forward, right? And, like, I know social media, like, it's, it's like, it's the world that we live in, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if we're going to have, like, the social network, right, I, I, I feel like we should be using it to be honest and, like, tell each other, you know, like, the stories of, like, you know, our struggles and things, right? And, like, yeah, there is a place for, like, attacking, you know, like, attacking, like, shit whenever you see it, you know what I mean? But, like, there's a place in, like, Brian and uh, the Z in which, like, shout out to Brian, because, like, he's, like, a way fucking, like, Brian, you're a way better writer than, like, you have any right to be. Uh, in this fucking finances scene, like the opening paragraph, like I read it and like I'm down in the basement smoking with my wife and then like I give it to her and I'm like, read this. This is, this is fantastic, right? And like uh, just the, you know, opening segment or whatever. And you talk about being open with, you know, our finances and everything. And I think that should, you know, spread out. Like we should talk about, you know, us having bad days and like, you know, us, like feeling uh, less than, or, you know, like not really like feeling like we're fitting into the mold that society has laid out for us. And we should be playing that because society has been set up to separate us. And so we should be breaking through that and kind of sharing with each other. And like, yeah, there's a, there's a place for like, uh, the social justice, you know, and like not really as the catchphrase there, but you know, like actual social justice, like there's a place for that. Sure. And it's important. Yeah, I agree. And it's but, also not good to be angry and screaming and spitting venom at people all the time. Yeah. You know? That's not the best use of Twitter. your internet time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't um, like the fight. But yeah, anymore. I mean, I just went to... It's not even know, about fighting. Like, I mean, fighting is something you can do, but it's like when people are constantly posting just like these negative fucking posts that are on the attack and calling everyone that doesn't agree fucking morons, and like, I just see people do it day yeah. in and day out, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what is your interior... You must be so fucking mad on the inside. I just, like, I feel bad for him. It's like, you don't have to... You don't have to get angry to show people you know, that you care about something. And I, that's actually a really, like, male patriarchy type thing. Yeah, uh, it's not the only emotion. Right. And men are yeah. usually only given anger as the way to express their emotions. And these people, you know, we're feeling sadness and we're feeling love towards people that are in a struggling situation. And we need to acknowledge that and not just start screaming at everybody else that doesn't care as much as we do, you know? Right, and and that like that that goes back to the whole uh, American Psycho thing, where it's like Pat Bateman, like just seeing you know everything around him is like relating to like brands and everything, yeah. right? And that's like postmodernism, like that's what that is, you know what I mean? Like, and the you know the cultural logic of like capitalism or whatever, but like the. The, in the book, you know, like, really his only, like, outlet to it, because, like, nobody, you know, he keeps getting recognized as, like, different fucking people, uh, everything that he sees as brands, like, everything that he eats, you know, and he's just, like, kind of going along with, like, these different identities and shit, you know, and whenever, like, these these social contradictions hit, his only response is to fucking lash out, you know, and, like, they, you know, a lot of that is, like, psychosis is, like, a mental disorder, or, like, being a uh, psychopath, sorry. Right. But, like, he, 
you know what I mean? Like those, those contradictions are important. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we, you know, just on the left, we need to like talk to each other and like open up, you know, and the people that have these feelings, uh, you know, like we, we can't win everybody over. If we could, then it would, you know, it would be fixed. But like a lot of these people just need to be told that it's like, okay, to like feel empty. You know what I mean? Like Uh there, you know, society is set up to feel empty and for you to feel shitty and for you to just go through it and like grind your teeth and like expect to get something better and then just like not have it. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's, being broke. it's set up to be that way. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I explained finances, millennial finances to older people several times and they're like, Oh my gosh, I never seen it, saw it like that before, you know? Like they don't understand mm-hmm. when I'm like, no, the school payment is like $700 a month. That's why we don't have money for a down payment on a fucking house, you know? Yeah, because that's all student loan money. Right. right. Yeah. Instead of house money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to lay that out there, you know, oh, coming yeah. into well, the thanks, theater, man. You know, people. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Have a good night, guys. I, know, I, I wasn't trying to rush you off that. I was just. Yeah, okay. let's get. Oh we no, gotta, I. Uh, no, you're gone. We got to burn through. <laughs> we we got. We probably got another twenty five minutes. Okay. Let's just see how many of these we can get through. You know. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Steve from Lawrence, Kansas. What's up? How are you doing this evening? Doing pretty good. Uh, I uh, heard y'all were talking about food, and I was like, "Well, that is something I." Uh, so the thing was, I had heard several so far that I like immediately found familiar. Sam and Patty, definitely. That was one that like my dad would freshen that shit up with like, uh, like the frozen like like green bell peppers. That was the best. Like that shit with the rice, uh, also the uh-huh. rice and butter and sugar, and like the hot sauce and crackers. That definitely was like, yep, that hit home. That hit home. Stuffed bell pepper, you said. Uh-huh. Yeah, green bell pepper. Yeah. yeah, or red bell pepper. Okay. Yeah, you usually yeah. do green, uh, red, red also. You do all the types mix. of different good shit with that. I still, do, I still do that yeah. one, and you do quinoa and shit. It's, yeah, right. Exactly. You want to go cheaper and better? <laughs> you want to go a little cheaper and better? Bowl. You want to go a little cheaper and better? What stuffed poblano pepper? Oh, it's better. Yeah. The pepper's better. Really, that that didn't make it into the mix until like later on. <laughs> I don't. I, I think poblano peppers were invented four years ago. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Maybe everyone so should give um, food. Another one, food. based off of like eating that Kool-Aid mix, was eating the hot cocoa mix. Yeah, uh, I never did that, though. That fuck- smart. That That's fuck- smart move. That's like a chocolate pixie stick, something nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, that was the best. Especially God. if you got the ones with like the little one- marshmallows in it. Though it was really good. That's wise. Um... That's that's awesome. Uh, I, know, I I did another, like I love thinking about when I was a kid and I had to sneak and find some kind of food and just make something out of what it was. That's what that sounds like. Yeah. Uh, and so I had a had a couple new ones that I don't think had gotten mentioned yet. Uh, so we get these like really cheap soft breads, like frozen soft pretzels and cheese whiz. Uh, that was another one. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a good one. And. Uh, this, this one was, like, more conceptual, just breakfast for dinner. Yeah, Which, yeah. Anything from, like, just cereal to, like, e- like e- Eggos and uh, sausage. I did. Like, 
Sometimes bake eggs bacon if we had if we had like the time. I still do breakfast for dinner probably once every six months when it just is a treat because you know uh, I don't normally make we don't normally make a huge breakfast now. My daughter eats breakfast at school, mm, so nice. yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a yeah, treat. That's one I still do today. Is breakfast for din- breakfast for dinner? That's like one that like it stuck with me. Oh, that's classic. Like I, like I, yeah. Hell? But um, hello. Oh, we're here. We're here. Oh, yeah, we're, there we go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was yeah. That's like one that really stuck with me. It's like the yeah the breakfast for dinner. That one like never stopped. Um. Also, the, every now and then, I'll, I'll do, like, the soft pretzels and cheese with and stuff. That was a really good one, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty like it's, it's pretty funny, like, how those things that kind of stick with you as, like, an, as an adult, too. Like, you don't, you don't have, like, even it, even if you get, like, a little bit of money as, as an adult, like, those things just never go away. These, those things, like, stick with you forever. Like, mm. those cheap meals, the things that were the best. Yeah. Yeah, some, yeah. Some of your I want to keep my brief because, like, I know y'all have like only a, a little bit of time left. Yeah. Uh, is it cool if I plug my Twitch? Yeah, go for it. All right, my uh, Twitch is uh, twitch.tv slash Kansas Beach Patrol. Hell yeah. uh, have a happy New Year, Street Fighters. You Love too. Y'all. You too. Kansas Beach Patrol. Kansas Beach Patrol. Yeah. There's a beach there, I think. Well, there's a beach in Ohio, right? There's Alum Creek. Yeah, we got oh, yeah. Alum there's Creek. beaches in some of the bigger lakes. Alum Creek. Let's get this bread. Go to the crick. Get this bread. We are we're, we're stopping at two twenty, I think. Thanks so, for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to? Hello. Howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. What's going on? Uh my name's Madison from Pennsylvania. What's up, Madison? Thanks. How's it going? Thanks for calling in. Yeah, um it's it's going okay. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Um, I don't know. I can't sleep, so I figured I'd call in. Oh, cool. Are you, just, um, any, you have any fa- favorite bad dinners growing up? Uh, not, not necessarily like a bad dinner, but like a really gross thing that I used to eat with my grandpa. Um, he used to like take those little Vienna sausages and like mash them up with like a bouillon cube and some water and like saltine crackers and like make like a weird soup out of it. Oh, like that's the weirdest like, thing I've ever heard. Ham salad, actually. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's the weirdest one. You're like, it's not. The, I mean, it's you know, it's not gross or anything. But and then you're like the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like a Vienna sausage salad. It fucking it is, is like a ham salad. salad. It, it, it was disgusting, but, like, I ate it because, like, I would just sit there and eat it with my grandpa, and, like, we'd, and, like, he also would, like, like, you know, do the fried Spam with the, with ketchup, mayonnaise, and mustard on white bread. Thing. I never got into Spam. I never, we never had that at my house. My parents were too freaked out by it. Yeah, I didn't have it either. Yeah, I hated, I hated Spam, but, like, Vienna sausages were okay. Yeah, I've had um, those, but, yeah. And then, but then, like, to make it, like, somewhat healthy, we would have, like, steamed cauliflower with cheese. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> There's some vitamins in there. Yeah, right. Cheese. Yeah, you're getting some minerals from, yeah. that, from that plant. Yeah, we, uh... Yeah. Uh, 
we we talked about it on the show before, but there would always be times when we would like each get a dollar to go to the store. And so, instead of buying candy, someone would spend their money on, like, Vienna sausages. And I was like, what is going on with you? It's <laughs> <laughs> a little backpacker. Need to load up on it to get some energy. Um, Always on his feet. Well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Sorry. We got, you we guys got have a good night. And yeah, you too. Here. We're in speed round. Thank you. And thanks for, I think she's, they topped the list for the, uh, Worst food so far, maybe? Yeah, the ham salad. Um, yeah, shit on a shingle is pretty gross one. Um, Vienna sausage salad is... Just a, the, the, the salmon meat in general. Sam, canned salmon seems to be a big no-no. Yeah, yeah get the fresh the stuff. Yeah. Let's uh, see who's on the line. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Uh, hey, is this me? It is. Uh-oh. This is uh, this is Reed from Tucson Film. How you doing? Doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Um, yeah, I have a uh, yeah, I have a thing that my uh, grandparents, uh, well, my grandma used to make uh, cabbage rolls. Have you ever had those? Cabbage, cabbage rolls. rolls. Hell yeah, that's the oh. standard around here. My grandma made them. Yeah, too. it was. Uh, it was. This is. Yeah, this is in Saskatchewan, which I guess it must be a Ukrainian influence there, which is kind of odd because I, as far as I know, there's no Ukrainian in my family. But uh, I would just not <laughs> find those movie. palatable, like at all, ever. Yeah, it, I, it was like, well, like how how do they make how do they make them there, or in in your in your experience? It was just like hamburger meat wrapped in like cabbage. <laughs> I wish you all understood how like. Everything in the Midwest yeah. is made out of hamburger meat. Yeah, I have to say, that one of the threads, I said this outside, but one of the threads through this is that all of the food is like a terrible version of this because salmon yeah. salmon cakes are actually like can be prepared prepared very well, mm-hmm. but it's when you just dump a can of something out and then try your best to make it taste good, but you're horrible at it. Yeah. You know, make do with like really shitty ingredients. I don't get it. Yeah, and then uh, I do have a, I do have a a good uh, meal though. Like I was uh, at the top of the show, Brian, you mentioned uh, uh, feeding your kid a Kraft macaroni and cheese, and that was good to hear that that's not just a Canadian thing. Uh, don't you all call it Kraft dinner? We do, yeah, which is uh, kind of uh, delightfully ambiguous. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I've heard. Yeah. I I don't um, remember where I heard it. It might have been on Degrassi when I was in school. But somebody being like, "I'm about to have a craft dinner," and I'm like, "Damn, they make a whole dinner!" And then it was just the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I thought it was like well, a hungry it's our, man. It's in our second. It's in our second national anthem, which is "If I Had a Million Dollars" by Bare Naked Ladies. It's. Uh, they say we wouldn't have to eat craft dinner, and uh, then at concerts, but we would. And then uh, uh, the fans at concerts would throw boxes of craft dinner at them from the stage, and they'd oh, have to man. put up signs at the concert. They have to put up signs at the concert venue saying, "Stop doing." Oh, that's Jesus. so much fun! That's so much fun. I'm really disappointed. Well, the thing is. Well, those boxes have sharp corners, and also uh, <laughs> you gotta understand, uh, especially if the cheese packets explode, uh, it ruins their instrument. Yeah, it would. If it got into pickups of an electric guitar, it would fuck it right up. Damn. Uh, or, or between the between the keys of a keyboard, oh, yeah, I think is uh, the big one. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
man, that's no fun. Yeah, but um, yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to mention before I let you go because I know you're speeding through them. Uh, I want I don't think I ever thank you for having uh, me and Jackson's article in uh, the pink scene a couple months ago. So right. I want to do that. Thank you for writing it. Yeah, we appreciate it. Oh, I know who you yeah, are. I yeah, did your uh, podcast, didn't I? Yeah, I did. Twice. That's why I said uh, from Tunes on yeah. Tunes on Film at the beginning, then I just rolled with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I did that. I did uh I did I talked about big money hustlers. And yeah. oh my my two favorite music movies, Big Money Hustlers, and then I did one about the decline of Western civilization too, which is mm. the we should do that movie on the Okay. On the other side, that's one of the best movies ever made. It's all these dudes being like, I got into rock and roll so I could yeah. fuck chicks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it fucking rocks, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for calling in and, and thanks for writing the article. Yeah, of course. And uh, yeah, we're actually starting. We haven't done that show in like a year and a half, but we're starting it up again. So we'd love to have you on a uh, third time if you're if you're up for it. Find me a show. I love doing it. Well, uh, all right, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I just uh, because I've done it. Sure. You're right. the guy that does shows. I do. I do. I don't do a show. I just host. I just <laughs> do the ads. You do this show. I do the ads. You do Street Fight. Right. You're Street Fighter. Right. Everybody's just afraid of you. Everybody's afraid of you. That's sure. what I always tell you. Everybody's afraid of you. I understand. You're I scary. do understand. You're a scary I have to guy. Soften my image in 2019. Yeah, we're hmm. gonna soften. I'm gonna be a PR guy for you. I'm gonna teach you how to soften up. Be a sweetie pie. You are. You're basically. Brett is like 300 times sweeter than he was like even two years ago. Really? I mean, but you were like very low on the sweetness scale at that time. Okay. <laughs> but you are. I mean, there's things that you've said to me in conversations like privately where your opinion on things has evolved like things that used to drive you crazy and stuff it has evolved to like be more understanding i do think you're a sweeter guy these days okay don't be afraid of brett he ain't gonna yell at you i, I mean i will yell at people i he do yell at people does yell at people he loves to yell <laughs> only at in a good only if i like you do i care enough to yell at you oh <laughs> yeah i've never seen you yell at somebody that you hated like, I've never seen you pick a guy up off the street and just start yelling at him. Uh-huh. Uh, but I do remember somebody tried to grab us in their orbit in Denver. Oh, yeah. And you were just like, I'm just not interested in being around you or talk. Like, it's just yeah. like in the most clearest fucking. But listen, none of us wanted to be in her no. orbit. Like, it was a crazy energy. Mm. It was like. She was saying offensive things to us, and it was just like, no. And Brett telling I, us everything that we were doing sucked. Yeah. Oh yeah, just trash talking. Just no thanks. Rolled up out of nowhere. Yeah. So I went. I, as a person, just stood and looked the other way. But Brett, like, she wouldn't stop. So somebody had to say something, and Brett did. Which is that's what I'm thankful for him. <laughs> good at being the mean one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, we got three more to go. If you're on the queue, we'll get you in. Thanks for calling Street Fighter Radio. Who are we talking to? Y'all got to talk like the micro machine, man. <laughs> What's up? Who do we got? I'm going to skelly you. Skelly. Hey, guys. Okay. What's up? How how you doing? Who's this? Uh, this is Team Wayne Grove. 
Team I Wang talked to Brian earlier today. You did speak to me earlier today. What's up? Uh, like you really crystallized that, like the hot couch moment of when you were nineteen and you just watched <laughs> stupid action movies and you thought, "Man, this is what cool guys do." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I was I was saying earlier. That I I that thread that's on there now all the responses it's really funny um, I I'll read the I'll let you know I because I gotta let the people that aren't on Twitter know so I tweeted something earlier today that said three movies absolutely blew my mind when I was a teenager I'm not talking about now it didn't change me forever but these were movies that when I was a teenager I felt I needed to watch seven thousand times and they were uh, Natural Born Killers The Crow. And uh, dazed and confused. They were just movies that were so super important to me. So I said, "What other? What movies were super important to you as a teenager?" It's like four generations of people naming the same movies. Yeah, how homogenous the tastes are. It's what, just funny. It, do you thought? Wait, is it's it, a certain it, kind of? Did it change you, or you thought were important? Just that? Uh, no, it's not even that. It's that I saw. Uh, I saw Natural Born Killers. I actually was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking about this earlier. I took my first real girlfriend to see Natural Born Killers three times because I thought it was like so romantic and so mind blowing. (laughs) Okay, okay. So what? What are the? Well, where is she buried? (laughs) No, she's doing good. She's a biker in Wyoming now. So what? What are the other movies that? People got okay. affected by. What were the movies for you, Team Wangro? Because I think you had some pretty good typical ones too. Oh well, Goodfellas. Um, <laughs> um, he is way of the gun. The way. Is... <laughs> oh, the way of the gun is fucking great. Oh well, it was like 1999, and this trailer comes on where these there's two cool guys. <laughs> They're driving a muscle car through the desert. There's Limp Biscuit playing. Like, it checked off all the boxes. That's being dudes. Yeah, and you're totally right that a lot of those movies basically boil down. There's two things that people have pointed out. One, it's all about dudes. All the movies mm. that were in this list, even by women, most of them were about dudes. The client of and, civilization is. And Team Wangro. Team Wangro even pointed out they're like dudes watching what they think are cool dudes, <laughs> like but aren't supposed. These are cool dudes doing cool shit. Yeah, but and they not... never talk to women. Yeah, but and you're never ever ever supposed to want to be those people when you see the movie. But in the end, you want to be those people. <laughs> um. You know, my big one. I'm I'm more arty farty, but let's see how typical I am. Donnie Darko. That's so. Oh, I know. Million yeah. people said Donnie Amazing. Darko. That one yeah. made you feel I'm really smart, like you understood time big. travel, yeah. and it was like real creepy and shit. So, like, you know, before Hot Topic was everywhere, you were like, "That's that's about me," because I think about fucked up things all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched it. Yeah, I don't know if it works for a person over 25. So, yeah, <laughs> agreed. Uh, Requiem for a Dream. That is another one that's come up a zillion times. I'll tell you, 
I watched it once and said I never have it's to see that again. Alarming, but I was of, blown away by it. I was really into the shock stuff. Like I watched so much shocking stuff, and that one did a really good job of just like really being just all around bleak. It's the bleakest movie I've ever seen. It's a movie that like when I well, did you watch Pie before or after that? I've never seen. Pie. I watched Pie before. I, it's why I went and saw Requiem for a Dream in theaters. Oh my god! Oh fuck! Yeah. 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 And then my other one, which actually kind of breaks your thing, but Ghost World. Uh, yeah, that's true. I love Ghost World, too. Ghost World's I, just a good movie. I'm like the most Enid Coleslaw. I still <laughs> so much. Her talking about just getting, going to the bus stop and just jumping on and just going wherever it takes her is like still, that was romantic to me. That was like, if anything, I know that I can always just fucking leave anytime. I can just leave and go find a place that's better than where I'm at, you know? Yeah. And I think that was, like, really important to me. I always really loved, in that movie, there's a thing that happens where she's younger and she's trying to impress, like, Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah. And she takes him to a concert by a band called Blues Hammer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is just... Perfect. It's amazing. Stevie Ray Vaughan, like, white guy type blues things, right? Not, it was, like, rap rock blues. Yeah, it was just really bad. And, like... I saw that and just totally 100% identified with wanting to seem cooler to older people and, mm. like, blowing. Really it. missing the mark. <laughs> 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 oh. Mine um, was Pipe Fargo. Fargo? The movie Fargo. Right. So that's another one, though. Oh, I thought Fargo was a comedy. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I kind of think that the thread is about, like, the darkest movies you've ever seen. It, a lot of people and, are uh, that, yeah. And uh, uh, another thing, Brian, that I really kind of started thinking about was how movies used to be something, uh, music, everything, used to be something that you passed on. Like, I remember the first time that a guy got, a, a, like, a CD burner in my town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. You could. And they were like, wanted. oh, and he he didn't even buy it. He got it from Rena Center. Well, that, <laughs> hey, it's worth it, man. Still works. Yeah. It was like, well, yeah, it'd be five hundred dollars if I buy it, but I can just seventeen hundred. I can spend seventeen dollars this week, and we can burn all the Tool albums. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah that was sweet i do i do remember the first cd burner guy brett was ag- actually weren't you were really early cd burner guy i was very early movies bur- movie burner for older people at work because <laughs> they didn't know how to get the movies oh, yeah. and so i would have new releases and some of them were like they didn't mind cams like they were just into it yeah like, some old guys at work would always be like you get movies that are in the theater on a DVD from me. I never sold them, though. I would just get them because I wanted to be cool to the older guys. It was stupid. I know. It was stupid. You gotta make money. But, like, I do remember those early days of having these conversations with older people. Like, yeah, the movie's from the theater. You can just get them and watch them on your TV. Right. <laughs> it was good. Well, we gotta yeah, get... I, I, like, I, I, I don't think kids are gonna, like... Um, it was funny, like, watching you talk about showing your daughter Kill Bill. Yeah. <laughs> and 
And why well, I, I hate this, you know, and, and the thing was is like being able to copy anything uh, was like a, a miracle, you know, like it, like you pass things down. Yeah. See, in the situation that we have now, though, in that kids can literally know about any type of music and hear it immediately. Um, you, this is like kind of that postmodern thing that he that the previous caller was talking about in American Psycho, where we now idolize producers and like people that are kind of behind the scenes be, and like creators because it's based on how good do you know like up the perfect song to use in this situation or like an unknown track that will get a, a reaction out of a lot of people or introduce somebody to a new artist or something that they didn't know existed. Thanks and it, hugs. How, how, how much can you mash up things that already existed before and create something else out of it? And how keen is your eye for that? You know, I feel like that's where we're at in the, with the current realm of creation yeah. and art and, under, and taking it in. And yeah. Then, uh, I can't wrap my head around that, you know, like, sure. You know, 36 years old. Yeah, you're not supposed to be able to. That's the thing about it. It's like I've kind of let go of it and been like, look, I don't understand why you like these things, but just cool. And, like, (laughs) the thing is it's weird because they don't – there are kids that love movies, obviously. My daughter's not one of them. You know, my daughter just doesn't love movies. See, that's the big thing about having a kid, too, is that you think they're going to be into that stuff. But there are people that just don't cherish (laughs) fucking movies or music the same way that you do. My daughter doesn't at all. My kid doesn't really like sports. She likes to do some of them. But I'm like, come on, get out there. Compete. Try. She's like, I want to do, like, creative dancing or drawing or make up a song. Or I don't really want to do athletic stuff. Right. I was always like oh, you can do whatever you want artistically to my daughter. And she was like, I want to play soccer and volleyball. Right. And it's like, those are what I want to do. And she did it. And it's like, I, I don't know. I know that there are movie dork kids out. I think the problem with now is that the movies that come out, there are good movies that come out, but the main ones that you can get your hands on easily, that you can get to the theater to see, are the ones that we're all watching now. So it's this sort of thing where it's like, so most kids are like, I need to get to Infinity War immediately because everybody else is going to be talking about Infinity War. But there isn't that movie like we had where our parents were like, that movie is garbage. You know what I mean? And we just love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey, mom, will you take me to see Seven? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, too. I love that. <laughs> My friend's mom took me to see, the same mom that took us to see Boys in the Hood when we were 12 took us to see Kids when it came out. Oh, and man. it was what like, bad. Wow, wow. She sat wow. in there Did with she us, too. all of you? <laughs> it was rated, it was unrated. The movie was so it, there was a big deal. It was in the news, oh, and as fuck. soon as the news, so the, when kids came out, the news was like covering it constantly. Like they, it was like the big controversial thing. So my friend went to his mom and was like, "We really got to see kids. We'd really like to go see kids." <laughs> And she took us to see it. And, like, now when I think about it, I'm like, God, if I had a fucking podcast at that time, I would have loved to have sit down and talked to her when we walked out of the movie theater. (laughs) She just wanted to make sure you were informed. I mean, you know. 
Well, we just wanted what to... What was going on? Well, she, I think she knew her kid was bad. You know what I mean? Like, she knew the damage was sort of done and that all of his friends were kind of delinquents and that, like, well, we'll get them... We'll keep them from doing something bad by taking them to that yeah, movie but that did, they feel they need to see. That, did she think that kids was going to teach her kid how to use a condom? <laughs> I mean, what the... I think she thought... It got us away from doing something else bad while we were in the theater. Just let them fantasize about being bad kids. This is escape from them being bad kids. I mean, she took us to see Boys in the Hood and then sat in a car while we talked about, man, I wish I was in a gang. Like, just having, like, these conversations with each other when we're fucking 12 and 13 years old. We see the movie, we take the exact wrong message from the movie, and then she has to sit there, and I'm probably in her mind, She's like, every single one of my son's friends is the dumbest human in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, thanks for calling in. We got to get these last couple calls in before Somebody we get out of in. here. Dang mm, it. No Sneaky Pete's? Okay. No Sneaky Pete's this time. Maybe no Sneaky Pete's. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Oh, we're dangerous. Hey, y'all. What's up? How's it going? Hey man, I'm sorry to call in again, y'all. It's Mississippi Willie. Look, uh, I've been trying to. I'm sorry to call in again, man. Um, I'll make it quick. I've been trying to find uh, like somebody send me a link for the Facebook group for like fucking months. <laughs> Mississippi well, Willie on Twitter. Your name comes up when you search. Somebody find him and get help him get into the Facebook group. There, yeah, we, we got yeah, you I was covered. gonna ask you to send it to me, Brian, but I know you're busy. Um, but yeah, just. You can search Mississippi Willie or it's 901 Arizona Ice, but somebody please invite me to the Facebook group and Discord. (laughs) I'll help um, you. I will help you with the Facebook group, all right? We got to get this last. I love you so much. Thank you. I love you too, Mississippi (laughs) Willie. Virgining bromance going here. Now we got to do a show where he, Mississippi. Yeah, we do have to do a show in Mississippi now. That's our next Iowa. Is Branson? No, that's Missouri. Never mind. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking hey, to? Hey, what's up? Is this Skeleton? No. Nope. Hey, Jeff. Eminent Prof. What's that going on? What's oh, up? Hey, hey, that's a good call to have on. Near here, we got eight hey, minutes. Hey, I, I was actually uh, calling with the uh, I was calling with the opposite problem of Mr. Williams. How do I stop posting in the Facebook group? You can't. It's impossible. It's such a wonderful just, group of good people, and they they it's the best place to get up to the minute Brian news too. Cause I'll yeah. be in there posting. That, that and uh, I was um, surprised that to find that your daughter did not like uh, Kill Bill because it's such a like I don't know the violence level of that movie is so like cartoonishly high that I, I, it's almost like it's unbelievable to not like that movie unless you don't like violence. Uh, it's not the violence. She loves violence. She's seen, uh, she liked John Wick. She's seen Halloween. She's been watching horror movies lately. She saw Hush. Hush is fucking good. Yeah, she that's watched Hush. Did she like she it? She loved it. Yeah, yeah she that's really real liked it. But, like, it was just, I think it took too long for her, which is a valid critique of a Quentin Tarantino movie. They do take a long time. Yeah. Yeah, that one doesn't. There's a lot of bullshit dialogue in those movies, yeah, too. Yeah, and listen, the first thing she said when the little, when the thing we think is cool, those, uh, uh, you know, now showing things he puts at the beginning of the movie, like the production, it's like coming on, you know? Nah, she's I like, can see not liking that. She's like, what is this, old? 
And I was like, God, you're not allowed to like watch an old movie. And she's mad because the fights look fake, which is like because they were doing such crazy moves. Right. You know what I mean? Like they were jumping mm-hmm. from table to Wire table. Work. She's like, why are they doing that? And it's just like, God, you're fucking Suspend boring, disbelief, man. dude. Yeah. Just fucking watch it. You're just so boring. You know what she really liked? If you want a Gwen Quinby recommendation, she really liked the movie uh, Happy Death Day to you. Like that was one that she was like <laughs> head over heels for. But the cool you, thing about Kinzo is that they can always they can always surprise you in what they will just hate. <laughs> and it could change. Me. I mean, it could change, but maybe she's just too much in like a fast paced world and won't understand. I mean, because you don't like black and white movies, you don't watch black and you think those are too slow. I like some. I like like on the waterfront. I watch that, and I've, okay. I've seen. Uh, I've watched probably six in my life. I will say that you're probably right. Yeah. And one of them is Clerks. I've watched six of them. But but I, mean, I guess my point is that like oh go ahead. But I mean she like I don't know. There's it's a different kind of world now, and like I just don't expect T. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me was when I had her with her with movies. Is I tried to watch The Naked Gun with her, and I thought she thought that oh, movie. No. I thought she was gonna think that movie was fucking hilarious, and like. Mm-hmm. I turned it on, and within 10 minutes, first of all, I was embarrassed of liking it, <laughs> saying it was good because yeah, it's, it's like not easy to watch. But like she was, she hated it, hated it, and it was so embarrassing. I was like, let's just turn this off. And that was the last time I, like, I just don't recommend movies to her, you know, because I know that she doesn't want anything to do with anything I like. She assumes that if I like something, she's not yeah. going to like it. Yeah, so, no, no, yeah, you can't right. fuck with that yeah, narrative. That's exactly right. No, it's a, well, it's not well, even a narrative. It is true. Nobody likes what their dad watches. I hated what my dad watched. I didn't. Well, your dad's cooler. My dad watched like Mash. I remember being Mine like too. or like Black Sheep Squadron was this show. He liked Mash. He liked Star Trek, and I just remember being like NCIS. No thanks, Dad. <laughs> like I don't like, and he liked Pink Floyd, so I didn't like Pink Floyd. It was like one of those things, and I think that like most. Well, there's you get there's a good amount of rebellion you get out of that. Number one, from your parents, like you get to make your own choice right. of what your taste is, which right. is very nice for for me because I want to see her form as a person. You know, like I like watching her. I told her yesterday, I was like, it's nice that you're 14. Like so many parents are like, oh, well, you're going to be dealing with a teenager, and I'm like, I just find that you're easier to talk to the older you get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. so- one of the things, too, like, when I was going, like, I'm a teacher, and, like, I teach kids that are, like, a little bit younger than Gwen, and, like, th- that age, it's, like, literally, like, developmentally appropriate from, for them to be, like, extremely rebellious. So, like, when they're in these middle teen years, they're just going to be grumpy and, and they hate everything that you, that anything that anybody tells them that they are to like. Yeah. It's, very, it's, it's, it's really funny to me. And I'll say this. It, yeah, it's cool. I'll, I'll I say, think it's awesome. I'll say this, Jeff. It is also very funny the way they reduce your stuff. Like, I, I get, a, like, <laughs> a big kick out of, like, like, when you talk about Kill Bill, you're like, 
she's like, oh, so this is just like about this lady getting revenge, and it's like, yeah, it's a pretty sweet revenge she's gonna get. I, mean, I know. Did you see what fucking happened to her? <laughs> I know, but when she sees, simplifies it. yeah, she like simple. Oh, like I, you know, I get it. Yeah, you're trying to watch, like, uh, you're trying to, like, if I was watching a Western, she'd be like, so what, this all happens on, like, horses or something? Like, who cares? <laughs> it's like, fuck, yeah. dude. They're wearing hats and they're all dusty. Yeah, I love it, though. I think it's, that is I think it's hilarious to take something that I feel really strongly about and really like and be like, so what, it's just, so like, some bullshit? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It shows you your place in the world a little bit, right? It shows you that, like, yeah. all the things you find are important are just as dumb as the things that other people think that are. Like, you look at other people and you're like, oh, that's important to you? That's so stupid, you know? And it's just yeah. like, yeah. your beliefs are. It's almost, a, it's almost a relief to hear that, right? It's almost a relief to find that, like, your important thing or whatever is actually like just as dumb as the thing that you hate when you drink it. <laughs> I, I agree. Like, I think I look at people's hobbies and shit and I'm like, oh, that's so dumb. Why would you do that? But then, like, okay, so I'll look at people's taste in movies, right? Where I'll be like, why would you watch that boring shit? You know what I mean? And then I'm like, Brett will say something like, Brian only watches movies if they have guns in them. And I'm like, well, that makes it sound much worse than it actually is. But it's also very true. (laughs) Like, it's the sort of thing that's like, you can reduce other people, your taste to other people is just stupid. And like the... Oh, Oh, no. Did you... Hello? No, I didn't do well. We lost them. Was that him? Why is the? Well, I think we're done, man. Yeah, it's two twenty. I don't is know it... what happened, man. I think we lost our callers. Hello. There was only one left. Well, now we're done. That's the Let's show, go. everybody. Let, let me <laughs> just let me just say that, like, I love it that I spent so much of my life trying to tailor my taste so that other people would look at me and be like, that guy has such great taste. When in fact, everybody just thinks everybody else has bad taste. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And also I think, you know, there was actually a brief period when Brian and I were trying to drum up uh, uh, interest in the show where we made a whole bunch of physical posters, like 200. And they basically all said, everything is stupid on it. Because that is like an ad- a radical idea where if you don't believe that what you like is so precious and important, you're completely relieved of the stress of worrying about how stupid other people's shit is because you like stupid stuff too. Uh-huh. You know, now you can be over it. I like stupid stuff too. You like stupid stuff. Hey, we got that in common. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason that my my fucking Nintendo is a better choice of my time than you reading some trashy novel or something. Yeah, you know? or that like uh, mm-hmm. that... uh Oh, what? Yeah. Any of that stuff. The movie taste, the music telling people, like, what music... Like, I remember, like, forcing myself to listen to some music so that people would be impressed with my taste at a time. And now I'm just like, you know... I mean, I still like some pretty complex music, but I just remember telling people how much I love Kid A, and I'm going to be... I don't like Kid A. I can't listen to that. I hate it. I like the other ones. I like the other two before it. But it's just like... I wanted that as like a trophy on my shelf. When I had DVDs, 
I wanted those DVDs to send a message to the people that come in the house. They were like important decorations in my house, those DVDs, you yeah. know? And then when I when I started working at the cable company, I'd go on to all these people's houses and they'd have like Electra on DVD and stuff. And I would just look down on them like, ugh, this like person's watching. Doesn't like, even care what DVDs they buy. <laughs> doesn't even care what DVDs people <laughs> see on their shelves, you right. know? What is this Blade? I, you know, you see movies. Because everybody, when I was a cable guy, had Blade and Electra. I don't know, like, if those were sales. Like Two-pack or something? <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is, is just, like, it's so relieving. And you find this out. I Some people never find it out. But when you get older, it's so relieving to not to have to project that sort of thing because nobody expects it out of you. Nobody expects it out of a, a dad in his 30s that he would like anything cool so well, you don't have to worry about it at all. Well, that's also it's also that's brings me point. back to when I first met you, um I would talk I would talk endlessly about comic books, all kinds of comic books, but I never spoke to you about them. <laughs> and I remember later like talking about them you're like you read comics? I'm like, yeah, I've read like billions of fucking comics, but I just knew that you thought they were stupid or not into them, so I didn't really bother telling you about it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's how I've been about a lot of stuff. Like, I don't burden people. If I, I like my stuff, I'm not going to convince you to fucking like it. Right. You know, I'm not. I'm not here to get other people on my side. You know. I'm right. And Gwen, like, like you don't. You're not going to prove prove that it has value. I know it does. You know. Right. When Gwen was need... talking about horror movies, the first person I said was, "You got to go to Brett, dude. He's like an expert on." Them. She's like, "Is like he's seen a lot of horror movies?" And I was like, "I think that's like all he watches." <laughs> that's my favorite. They are my favorite movies. It's like they don't even like. It's just. It's just you know everybody knows what I like because I can't shut up about it. Sure. But like, you know. It's it's like uh it's smart to just talk about you're right, talk to people about the things that you have in common instead of just trying to tear apart the things that you don't that you like that I hate that I like that you hate. Right. You know? Right. Unless it's fun. Unless it's, it's fun. fun. I mean tearing shit down is fun. Yeah. That's as long true. as someone's a good sport about it, but people do get really fucking yeah. hurt about some stuff and overzealous about people, you know. People get overzealous about people's like movie taste and stuff. Yeah. And and they'll yell at you. People get so mad at me. It's, it's all staring at a fucking light bulb. I know. I know. People get so mad like people our friends a lot of times like what just won't watch a oh, movie yeah. if I say I like it. Right. And I'm like that's a real like weird way to live your life cuz I do watch I do like watch other stuff. I don't just only watch gun movies. Like I say 99% of the movies have guns in them, but the other part has fight. No, not just fighting, but I, I went and saw like mid nineties and I'll see comedies and shit like that. There's, I watched eighth grade. Like I watch movies like that. So you can't just think like the, you're missing out on things. If you just immediately, when I say, Oh, I like this thing. You're like, well, it must fucking suck. Then. See, you know? that's the, other thing too, the other thing too, is what Gwen is missing out. And this is the, you really have to work to cultivate this. But, once, like he said, your brain is just telling you go completely against your parents. But like, if you can transport yourself into somebody else's joy and know that somebody else really gets a lot out of that, you can sit through that movie and fucking enjoy it yeah. instead of being miserable about it. You're not helping. You're yeah. just proving to people that you're fucking miserable yeah. when you do that. It's like, well, I thought we all thought this would be an enjoyable thing, but you're here to trample all over our good fucking time. <laughs> Yeah, I remember seeing Inglorious Bastards and like this movie ends and I love it, right? And I'm with my friend who is drunk. He's been drinking through the whole movie. 
and I love this movie, and I just enjoyed it, and we were walking out of the theater, and he was like, that movie fucking sucked. <laughs> and I was just like, you just like, that sucks. That's like the crappiest way yeah. to like after leave a movie like i was still mauling it over <laughs> there like, was a still, lot like tumbling about. in my yeah. brain there yeah, there was stuff we could have had a conversation about and now i feel silly that i got it i don't want to get excited yeah, about this movie down. i don't get excited about this movie in front of you i saw avengers with a guy that we're mutual friends with and uh in the theater halfway through the movie he leaned and this is when i was like over the moon about these comic book movies you know and I, this guy leans into me he's like this is pretty fucking boring, right? And I was like, no. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, I'm enjoying this. I'm having fun. And now I have to feel like the guy next to me wants to leave right. the whole rest of the fucking movie. <laughs> they just we... fucking killed the guy. They just killed a guy. Like, it was like, I, I, the scene I will never, was when they kill Coulson. He gets, like, rammed with, like, a, you know, a, a staff pale. or yeah. some shit. And he's like, this is pretty fucking boring, isn't it? And I was like... It just killed a guy. Like, this is cool. Like, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, as long as there's a... You can't say something's boring right after they kill a guy. No, oh, it, I'm the, just... Is that, is that the metric? <laughs> that's a rule. But that's you know the, what I'm saying, new, though. It's like the Bechdel test, but it's called the Quinby test. <laughs> the Quinby test. <laughs> somebody die on screen and how graphically... <laughs> no, I don't like graphic. It's just... You, you got can't say you're bored if somebody isn't dying. Like, this is a story of fucking life and death we're watching right now, so I don't know why you're so bored. <laughs> yeah. But and uh, just you know what I mean. Like yeah. like just try to be in other people's joy. You're totally right about that. Try to find what other people like about a thing and enjoy it. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. I mean, it doesn't go on your permanent record. No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you for listening to Street Fight Radio, number one anarcho-comedy radio show, any station across the nation. Thank you for calling tonight. We had a really good show. We'll be back in two weeks. We're heading to the West Coast. We're going to do live shows. Not, We're not going to sit at a desk and take phone calls in front of people. We're going to stand up and tell jokes and have a fucking great time. Uh, we're going to Seattle, Washington uh, on January 5th, Portland, Oregon, January 6th, Eugene, Oregon, January 7th. Oakland, California, January 9th. And we're going to do an early show, January 12th. Los Angeles, California, at Virgil. Tickets are going to be out tomorrow, whenever I get the get it back from the venue. Um, we're ready to do this thing. It's definitely happening. I'm 100% confirmed on this. We're going to have a good time. I already looked up some good walks. Someone shared a good link for walks that we can do in L.A., so I think that'll be good. Um, come out and see us. If you need more information, streetfightradio.com. Right there on the main page. On the left-hand side is the most recent show you can listen to. On the right-hand side is the most recent update. Uh, click on it where it says West Coast Tour. That has links to Facebook events, the tickets, and everything else. Please, if you're coming, RSVP on Facebook. So that way uh, we can get some organic reach going. Other people can find out about it. And uh, we'll be back later this week. We're Street Fight. Peace.